Criterion creeps are coming with Jared and RJ from Renoir to Kurosawa and everything along the way. Highbrow, lowbrow, they won't stop until the This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. RJ Dalek. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order to release. This week we're going to make some pottery, sell our wares, maybe bang a ghost lady as we watch Spine 309 in the Criterion Collection, Kenji Mizuguchi's Ujitsu from 1953. But first, RJ. Bye. We have, we have a friend, a, a new friend. What are you talking about? What do you mean? We got we have friends that that they're they're not, definitely not here because they paid to be here. We don't have any friends. <laughs> Come on, and don't 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 tell him that because he'll be in oh, people he's, he'll be embarrassed. Shit, he's yeah, in the we room. don't we don't talk about that. Oh, who's yeah. the, oh, there's a voice. Ah, uh, hi. It's it's it, hi hi Dylan. Hello, everyone. Hi, Dylan. So, what what is the canonical pronunciation of your last name, Dylan? It is in fact, it is in fact, Fru, German word for early. Wow. Yeah. Well, we were anything but early starting this episode, as RJ got uh, had problems getting into the the Bagul zone. It happens to everyone. Don't no. I mean, yeah, Bagul does happen to everyone. He targets mm-hmm. uh, indiscriminately and um, voraciously. That's a word that uh, is real. Don't look it up. And, uh, yeah, no one is safe from Bagul and the uh, people at Blumhouse. So yeah. Dylan may have been early, but uh, I'm always late. Always. Always. That's just how we do it. Yeah. That's that's how we do it. Well, uh, welcome, Dylan. How are you? What's up? What's new? What's shaking? Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm I'm great actually. Uh, Blue Ghoul Zone almost got me too because just last week uh, my computer charging cord decided uh, to stop working, and I had to order a new one, and it took uh, ten days. Ooh. Actually, got here right before uh, the famous Jared Skype test. Wow. So, yeah. You know, a lot of people have failed that Skype test. There's been there's been about six hundred people who've tried to be on the show before and uh they didn't pass the skype test mostly they didn't know what skype was uh yeah. secondly they didn't know how to download it and so then that was it well i did study uh i took the practice skype test yeah uh, to prepare so i was ready mm-hmm. yeah and it shows i mean you wouldn't be here if uh if it didn't if it didn't go you know but right. uh, it takes a lot of work to uh, sign up for skype a lot of people don't understand that a lot of people don't understand that. Well, some, some people ask questions like, why, why do you use Skype still? What is Skype? What is Skype? Why not any of these other media platforms? And we say, no, we're doing it as a, a point of pride and um, mm-hmm. spite. Exactly. Yeah. You got yeah. to do, do what you got to do. Yeah. Man. Yeah, we're just, yeah, I don't know. What, what's, what what, 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 what's what's going on over there, Dylan? You got a party going on. Yeah, yeah. The the Froger machine is getting louder <laughs> one one step at a time. Sweet. It, it, it goes in cycles. So you crush you crush the yogurt and yep. then you freeze it, 
but then when you you warm it up again it gets really loud and and uh it's like a party sound yeah yeah you hate to see it but uh i mean at least he's supplying the kids with the goods you know he's feeding a lot of mouths over there jerry you don't know this but uh dylan's got what 16 kids yeah about uh about, about 18 maybe yeah yeah and only only two of them are actually his that he yeah. bought legally so the rest right. we don't know where they came from but uh, yeah actually i think the other two do come from canada so oh interesting yeah yeah well i mean we we're, we're not totally based in canada we are a sovereign nation right. yeah. uh where we are but um that's just him and i no one else we're the only ones right otherwise the government would probably shut this whole thing down I mean, they're listening as it is, but uh, so far we haven't said anything too egregious against Matthew Broderick, but they're watching because mm-hmm. uh, he, he's got them in his back pocket. Let me tell you. Yeah, he would. Let me tell you. He's, hmm. he's, he's a bad man. He's a bad man. He is a bad man. So, so, so Dylan, if your letterboxed uh, bio is to be believed and your stats, oh, it says boy. you're from Phoenix, Arizona. I'm not from there, but oh, I am. But you were, but you were currently residing there, yes. which, which actually now it's like we've got. Oh, we're just mix, missing a New Mexican RJ because you went. To, you've been in Colorado. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm actually from Colorado. Well, yeah. damn it. Okay, now now we just need someone from New Mexico to complete because uh, we got Sam Loveland in uh, Utah. We're, we're, we, have the, we have the four little the four it's corners. True. You got a. Uh, who did you have from Texas? Someone was someone was oh, in uh, Austin. Jared Berger, real Jared guy. Berger. Yeah. Guy. Mm-hmm. yeah. Also, as I've mentioned before, the fact that Jared just outed where you live could be a a, a huge security risk to you. Uh, right. Well, uh, I should I should clarify. Uh, this is all a lie. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not actually real. Uh, Perhaps so, a character. Yes. For a and podcast? for those for those wondering, canonically, uh, the character here and the character from the emails is uh, in fact different. Okay. I mean, that's that's important to say. Sometimes people uh, read different in print than they do in uh, person. Yeah, it's actually a, yeah. a clone I've created to write oh, these emails. Sure. Yeah. yeah, it's one of those AIs that just auto fills mm-hmm. in. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. No one would waste real time emailing right. a, <laughs> a free podcast. Right. You know what I mean? I can't, like, I can't do that every week. No, certainly not. Mm-mm. mm-mm. No, even Jared doesn't want to be here. He's not even real. Indeed. Right? Right, Jared? Oh, so I, I kind of, uh, I, I dared the, the, the creeps villains to get your, their emails in because we're, we're so close, guys, to 10. We're so oh. close. No, we're not. What are we at? We're at eight now. Oh, I, okay. I, I, I baited them a little bit with, on Instagram. That's a solid. That's a solid four hours. You baited people on Instagram? When did this happen? Just in the last hour. Did you post a Wednesday dudes thing? I did not. This oh, is, okay. This is like a pre-Wednesday Wednesday post. Ooh. I, I, I have uh, – this is brand new to, news to me. I've been very busy. Very busy. So I haven't seen that. I haven't even posted our, uh, our uh, Wednesday dudes. That's nothing out of the ordinary these days. Yeah, it's well, true. Our, our, busy our, our, RJ and I have barely even uh, corresponded in the last seven days. I, I thought you might have died. Well, uh, as you as I've mentioned before, we, we've been shopping for houses. We're trying to get into home ownership, and it has been uh, grueling mm-hmm. to say the least. So, uh, so no success have, or some success. 
Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We you, uh, you don't want to jinx it. I, I don't know. We're trying to play ball on something, but uh, this market, I tell you, <laughs> the economy, at, at these prices, at these prices. Yeah, I don't know. It, uh, it's um, it's challenging, is what I should say. But uh, my evenings have been uh, go to work, come home, go see houses, try to play ball. They're already gone. What do you do? I don't know. I don't know. But that's enough about me. So, yeah, Jared's point was uh, I've been off the grid for a while. So, yeah, I don't even have my uh, screenshots yet. But uh, I'll get them. I'll get them. I'll get them. I'll get them. Really letting down the listeners here. Fuck them. Yeah, well. You're included in that. Yeah. I've never (laughs) shut... I've never shied away from uh, my opinion. I don't think anyone should listen to this podcast. I don't know why anyone does, to be honest. So just stop. To, an, yeah, just to anyone yeah. still listening, I uh, can confirm RJ is about the most portly gentleman uh, wow. that you could picture. Uh, wow. Yeah, just. and he's he's just drenched in sweat. How shiny is the forehead? Oh, it's uh, you know when you polish a vase and it, it uh-huh. starts glowing. Yeah. When the sun hits it, that's that's where we're at. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I'll wear that. Fine. Yeah. Fine. I'll I'll wear it all if it'll get people to stop listening. As soon as we hit zero downloads, we're done. Wow. That's my end game here. Wow. Right, Jarrett? A greasy vase. Yeah. And a- until you get to solo two, that's that's the end game. That's the end. That's the end game. Yeah. Some beautiful pronunciation. Allegedly. Well, allegedly, yeah. I'm not real, if you remember. True, true. So uh, before we get to the email, should we find out a little bit more about Dylan Fra? (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh, how did you hear about the podcast? Why did you want to be here? What was your first step? I don't know. Jared had a a set of questions he would run down with people. Is that close to what you would say, Jared? That sounds great to me, RJ. It's perfect, yeah. I don't know. I think I I stumbled on it with... uh, really early like seven samurai or no 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 it was uh rules of the game mm-hmm. and some renoir yeah you drew me in a little bit because i watched that movie and very quickly realized it's atrocious it's <laughs> there's nothing good about it um mm-hmm. and you had uh, similar opinions i'll say uh and then I, I i don't think i found anything else for two years maybe and then I uh, anything else that you agreed with us on is that what no, you mean? I, I, oh. just, I just didn't watch anything else. Gotcha. Uh, and then I think I came back on our debt on a dryer. Okay. Because mm. I was just looking for supplemental content for that. And no offense to you, your analysis is not terribly deep in the dryer uh, <laughs> filmography, aside from maybe Joan of Arc. Yeah. Uh, or but, is it too deep? <laughs> but it is entertaining. It was too deep. I could not comprehend it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but actually, uh, I've, I've been listening a while. But I was I was on the the YouTube side. We won't we won't mention that. I may have commented a few times. Ooh. Yeah. Did you uh, uh, comment about our knowledge of feudal Japan at all? Is that one I of the? Uh... But I thought about it. I really okay. did. We get that quite a lot. Maybe on this episode. Yeah, I probably yeah. Potentially, yeah. We'll see but, how it uh, goes, but I uh, I realized that wasn't the full show. Uh, moved over to SoundCloud, and then uh, it felt like a lot of fun to just pester a couple of a couple of Canadians. 
uh, every week. So uh, that's that's where we are. Do you think that's why people email in is to is to bother us or to pester? I guess is what you said, like just to really stick it to us. They're like, this guy didn't like my favorite movie. I'm gonna email in every week so that they can't stop. Yeah, that's what that's what spawned me to do it. You know, yep. uh, deep down, I saw you guys gave a third man just an okay review, and I had to, I had to come in and. Oh, was that what? Yeah. Yeah. Did you not like my analysis of the zigger? <laughs> oh yeah, that was that was. Uh, how does how does it go again, RJ? No. <laughs> that's. What it sounded like to me. That's true. Actually, the first draft of music for the third man is what they used for Seinfeld. No. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I know. I mean, that's what I've been saying the whole time. It's just people haven't, people don't listen, you know? Right. Because they don't listen to the full episodes. You know, they're on YouTube, they misunderstand. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. And uh, it it happens to the best of us, you know? Really does. So uh, you're you've been longer in than I, I thought because uh, I remember when you started emailing and it wasn't too long ago. So I thought you were a little bit newer, but uh, sounds like you've been around the around the boat for a while. That's an expression, right, Jared? I've been around the block. Yeah, yeah. I've seen uh, seen the gang violence of the creeps. <laughs> gang violence. That, if there's any violence, that's all on his end. He's he's the main proponent. Uh, you know. Uh, Storm the Capitol. I'm Jared. Do whatever <laughs> by any means necessary. Yeah, I remember All sorts that. Of stuff. Yeah, that's it was, documented. So it's probably it a Renoir episode. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was uh, Renoir. Uh, maybe the river, mm, potentially. Likely. Yeah. It just spawns yeah. such strong emotion. Yeah. Such oh, a great tigers. piece of art. Yeah. The, the tigers. Yeah. In- interesting. Interesting. What else you got going on over there, Jill, Jarrett, Dylan, Jillen, whatever you guys want to go by? Yeah, we're Jake Jillen. <clears throat> well, um, I, I went to a restaurant today, RJ. I went to the fuck you talking about? I went, I went for some lunch. Okay. In a in an actual restaurant? Uh, well, it's a place where you can eat, you can take out or walk away with, or sit and eat your food uh, yeah. quickly. And okay. uh, we have we had some measures put in place recently uh, yes. about, about I, doing I, so I here. Yeah, from last last week we said, "Oh, we're in a state of emergency again." And uh-huh. uh, as that was happening live as we were recording, and uh, so this is like the first three days now that it's happened. This is the first time I've actually gone out outside of my regular job, where mm-hmm. this basically has been instituted. This kind of um, restrictions have been in place for, for the entire time. <laughs> Uh, but mm-hmm. I went in there and not not a single person asked me for a uh, immunization record. Um, and so while, they were not participating in the oh, program. They, oh, they were. They they had, they had a sign oh. at the front of the the store saying that they were, but nobody okay. actually did that. And then um, mm-hmm. a couple of, a couple of gentlemen came in behind me without masks, which is uh, actually prohib- it's provincial law. And yeah. uh, I don't know. No one said anything to them either. <laughs> I'm like, I see. <laughs> so I mean, that's good. I I, I feel for the workers. Hundred percent. It's like it's, bull, it's, yeah. it's like old people and like teenagers, and it's like you, we shouldn't have to get those people to do it. You know, it's like that's it's unfair a little bit. But yep. And thus they won't ask, and it just is like help. oh, this is all for naught. 
Theater. Potentially. Theater of the Theater. mind. Yes. Ooh. Look at oh. you. Yeah. Look at you. Bro. Yeah. It's all talk of liberties, and you're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I just like, what is the And nobody even cared. It was like nothing's going on. Mm hmm. Yeah. What, what are your liberties, Jarrett? What like, are, how can we infringe know. on those today? I don't care. Okay. All all okay. I, I know is uh, I, I got sent a, a tweet here from a friend uh-huh. that uh, uh, one of those like little uh, little towns uh, north of us. Apparently, mm. there was a big uh, house party, a get COVID party, and a whole bunch no. of those people are now in ICU. <laughs> yes. Uh, was the intention to get COVID? Yes, the get COVID party. <laughs> that like, almost sounds like a uh, a political party. One yeah. might say. Get get COVID. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So that's. And how uh, often have you get COVID, Jarrett? Uh, I have get COVID none, RJ. Okay, good. I'm good. good. I'm fine so far. And did you host this party or just attend? I, I did not. I, I missed out. I mean, if I knew it was. Knowing a little long it was happening, maybe I would have uh, driven up, you know, checked things out a little bit. But uh, <laughs> damn, I'm finding about it after the fact. And uh turns out, you know. Bad things can happen. Perhaps they uh, screened, screened some Renoir films there. That that was the draw. <laughs> yeah. Man, I Which one do you think they showed Bodu? Yeah, it had to be Bodu. Yeah. Well, I mean, it uh, it just fits. It's like it's got such a free-spirited vibe. It's like liberties mm. and rights. You know what I mean? And freedoms. <laughs> Right, and it's such a it's such a strong satire of the, of the bourgeoisie class. Yes. Yeah. Some would say skewering, skewering. Oh, interesting, Jared. Interesting. No. Interesting. There's that. But you know, I wonder, RJ and Dylan, what well, maybe there's some thoughts of Renoir and getting COVID in our email bag. Hmm. <laughs> what? Okay. Let's find out. First sure. off, we have Sugarhead. Big Sugar, what's he up to? Whoa. He has an email titled, I think you should leave. Yeah, I, I do think you should leave. Hey, Jordan RJ. Hope you're doing well, but I'm honestly not sure how you could be knowing that Jared has never seen I Think You Should Leave. There are characters yes. in that show that are certified Jared adjacent bad dudes, and I can't believe yes. he's never seen it. At worst, uh-huh. it's a bit of background noise while painting minifigs. At best, it's the Turbo Team and TC Tuggers shirts. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Before we go any f- further, Dylan, fr- do you uh, do you know? I think you should leave. Or are I, you familiar? Uh, I had not heard of it until you introduced it to us all. Yeah. Wow. Did you watch some since last I did week? Did not. Ah, damn. Yes. Jarrett, have you caught up? I'll get there. Okay, okay, okay. I don't even know what movie you guys are watching this week, and frankly, it doesn't matter. Take as many weeks off as you need to watch I Think You Should Leave instead of Criterions. Sincerely, Sugarhead. Co-signed. Co-signed. Oh. Let's, take all, let's take a month off, maybe, and then you can watch. It's You could finish it in a night easily, but we should maybe let it breathe okay. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. So, Jarrett? What? Ha- you well, haven't started yet? Well, let me uh, read a second email. Uh, oh, okay. From cool. from Stephen Triber, uh, who wrote in with no subject headline. Hey, creeps! Disappointed there wasn't an episode last week, but I listened anyway. Wondering if Jared ever made his way down to Dan Flash's to buy a really complicated <laughs> pattern shirt. 
I heard some uh, of them huh? are so complicated they cost $2,000. <laughs> Haven't listened in a bit as all my listening time is now occupied with the Lord of the Rings audiobooks. Not sure if you've discussed it before, but what are your thoughts on Tolkien and the Lord of the Rings movies? P.S. Tried some cinnamon bun Oreos. Not bad, Jarrett. Not bad. I'm still skeptical. What about you, Dylan Fra? Do you think, yeah. uh, have you tried those before? I haven't, but it's, uh, it's a dangerous path, I think. Yeah. Partaking in this. Some might say a slippery slope. Indeed. <laughs> some, some may. Some, some may. Some may. So this uh, this television program I had never heard of before. This I think you should leave. Last uh-huh. night, RJ, I watched the first two episodes. Okay, of uh, season one or season? Yes. Well, <laughs> no. I mean, I, yeah. I I I gotta check. I gotta, gotta check. check. And uh, yeah, that that first episode, I I was laughing quite a bit. Uh, cor- corpse mm-hmm. flops. Uh, it was oh coffin flop. Yeah, coffin flop. So that that is season two, actually. What? Yeah, I, I just well, that's hit, what, well, I just hit play and it just started playing with that. So that's good. That's great. That that's why I was asking because uh, so when season two came out, they have it organized in a weird way where it's season two before season one, which is oh bizarre. It's bizarre, but well, yeah, that's nice. That's good to yeah. know. Why yeah, why why why, really why, why would you select the series and then it default to season two? Netflix, baby. No, that's true. That's Netflix, fantastic. Because I don't know, I just played it, and then the episodes just continuously play afterwards. And I was like, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa! Hit stop, stop that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like they're they're only usually about like fifteen minutes too, right? Like they're not like full okay. 20, 20 minutes. So like you you can rip through them pretty fast. But uh, sorry, I cut you off. So coffin flop, Cof- was, uh, coffin, yeah, co- coffin flop was uh, pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, but I also I think my, I was a big fan of uh, Carl Havoc. Oh, Carl Havoc is <laughs> big, big. So, Dylan, uh, I, I apologize. You, you don't know what we're talking about, but uh, Carl Havoc out. is uh, good meme material right now. Okay. Yeah, good, good well, meme so, so what is it with uh, a lot of modern comedians all looking like they have allergy attacks? Uh, <laughs> this Tim Robinson guy, he, he, yeah. just, he just looks... Uh, I don't know, pale and puffy eyelids. It's like, what's wrong? What's this look that we're all I, we're all going for? <laughs> I think he's from Detroit. I think that's I what see. it is. Uh, yeah. yeah. No. So uh, my yeah. my favorite of the two is the the opening with the hot dog. You can't oh skip yeah, much. yeah. I'm so it, I, so I was gonna say, so, so good. A, a coworker of mine was actually explaining that to me and I I did not catch what the name of the show is because I think you should leave it yeah. pretty forgettable as the title goes sure um but I was it started off with that and I went whoa this is the show that uh that she was talking about uh-huh. so I was like oh yeah so that one's really good and then uh once you do get through um like Tim Robinson he he's a really interesting guy so like he has a show called Detroiters with uh, his buddy Sam, who's in Little Buff Boys. I don't know if you've gotten there yet. I have. I that's, 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 that's the first. That's also the first episode of season two, I guess. Okay. That's a lot okay, in well, one that, episode. Yeah, so he he has a show called Detroiters where they're like market, like madmen guys pitching things. And it's a lot like I think you should leave. Uh, and apparently, like, they both wrote for SNL for a while. And Tim Robinson got kicked off, basically, because they are like, you're too weird. They're like, we don't like... <laughs> We don't like your style of humor, but then it worked out for him because he has his own show. Uh, but hey, what did you think of Little Buff Boys? Now that uh, now that you're in the know, 
Oh, uh, uh, it's good. It's good. I, I, it, part of it is. I, I, I don't mean, know. This, 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 it can't be Trollboy. It's very much the um, post Tim and Eric mode of comedy, but sure. with, with um, more cinematic, I guess, filming. Mm-hmm. They got those Netflix box, buddy. Yeah. Value added value. So, uh, are you going to continue watching? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. They're they're what seventeen minutes a piece. Uh, yeah, there you can go through them pretty fast. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's annoying that I guess I started season two because you know my my faith was in you know the algorithms. But hey, that's on me. Blood on my hands. <laughs> I mean, there's there's not a ton of. Uh... I don't think there's anything that like goes into like another one. Like there's sometimes within an episode itself to bring back stuff, but I don't think there's anything that you would have to have seen in season one first, but you know, just for continuity sake. But uh, yeah, you saw some good stuff. Good stuff. Jam, jam packed. You got to catch up on RJ's Buff Boys reference too. So exactly because when I was looking this up Finally. on when I was looking this up on Google Images, I was uh, perplexed and like, "What's going on here?" I see a lot of stills of little boys in uh, goose suits. Say so you you got to be careful googling little Buff Boys because you no. might get yourself in a lot of trouble. No, not not if it's a critique of fascism though. Ooh. That's not a bad idea. I like that. I like that. Speaking of little buff boys, I didn't mention, but Dylan Frost got a pretty little buff mustache. I like it. I think it looks good. Thank you, sir. Just, just so you know, just so I just throwing that out there. It's true. That's my that's my buff boy, right here. That's your little buff boy. See, yep. I like that. Jared's always been my little buff boy. He just never knew. <laughs> he just never knew. Uh, to get to Stephen's question, though, of. I think we have talked about the Tolkien and we have talked about Lord of the Rings films before at some point in our last, whatever, 200 and 200 episodes, 200,000. Yeah. Billion episodes. I think we've talked about it, but, um, Lord Tolkien as a writer, uh, fellowship of the rings is good. Ish. Uh, Hobbit is good, but I've never finished actually reading those, uh, books ever in my life and i i like that first movie a lot and then it's it just gets worse this time as, as those movies go on and that includes those those hobbit movies it's just i don't know yeah. it gets it becomes pointless i will check out the, that amazon series when it sh- starts yeah. that that could be up my uh big fantasy boy uh alley but <laughs> your big buff boy alley big buff boy alley yeah yeah i'm with you i've read hobbit and fellowship and i thought fellowship was that was okay, but I it actually made me appreciate the movie even more because I was like, I think Peter Jackson actually cut the things that he he should have and then added just a little bit of things that gave it a little more depth. So uh, I know the the Tolk heads out there are going to come after me for that, but uh, I actually prefer the movie. And uh, yeah, I think Fellowship is just the best, the best. What about you, Dylan? Fra, you it's ever uh, read them books or anything? It's a good thing I'm here because uh, I'm one of the one of them Tolkheads, as they Ooh, say. Oh shit! Nice. Uh, we we got whole, one. Yeah, got I took one. a I took a whole class on Tolkien actually, where we read Ooh. a lot of his stuff. Uh, but yeah, I, I would agree. The Lord of the Rings books, for me, were always his weakest. Mm-hmm. I think Hobbit is a really good book, yeah. and I like the Summerillion the best. 
you've you've read that thing i i have that's impressive uh, that is a that's a big buff boy right there well yeah i try yeah. Yeah. uh he does like to i don't know how to put it he was a linguist and right. he was an old dude <laughs> and he writes an old very, Brit- an old british dude <laughs> he writes in a very uh matter of fact dry way which I love because I'm an old man, mm. but others may not. I oh. I would agree with your point, though. I, I think Fellowship of the Ring is a fantastic adaptation. It's, yeah. it's one of the all-time greats. Two oh, yeah. Towers is decent, and Return of the King is also pretty good. I agree with you. That's my rankings of those two. Yeah, right? I've always... like, I think two and three are decent uh, i just think fellowship is really good yeah. i f- i figure that the presence of brad duriff in the later installments would just elevate <laughs> it above everything else though so i ah. mean you're, you're kind of failing to live the gimmick here buddy hey gimmick is my middle name i implanted <laughs> brad duriff in my copy of fellowship that my recreation mm-hmm. it's just brad duriff in every role the extended, just, extended extended the extended extended and we've mentioned before, I actually do not prefer the, or I actually preferred the theatrical over the extended cuts. As do I. I think, yeah, the right stuff was cut, if that yeah. makes sense. Like, yeah. So uh, I bought those Blu-rays and it was the extended, but I didn't realize it didn't also have the theatrical on it. It's just the extended. And I was really bummed out and I was like, oh, I don't want this. <laughs> but I don't know if either of you have ever read uh, Robert Jordan the wheel of time i have not amazon's also mm-hmm. producing a show for that that would be my fantasy pick although it is a investment to say the least mm. was it 14 books it's about 15 okay. and they're all about a thousand pages yeah i a friend of mine um years ago uh, we were both working at the same hotel for a while and he was just reading he he read a lot of fantasy books and i remember him like getting through those at, on midnight shifts and uh i think it's like there's a point though where it starts over again and i remember him being so mad <laughs> i'm not sure where yes. that is if it's like book seven or something like that but like at one point you're like oh everything's tying up and he's like oh no it starts all over again because it's a wheel of time, and it's like get fucked. <laughs> I remember being like pissed, and then and then Robert Jordan dies, and then uh, he does. Yeah, what's his name? Is it uh, Brandon, Brandon Peters? Oh, I want to say Peters. Yes, yes. And now he's uh, everyone likes him. I, I have never mm-hmm. read anything from him, but I've never really read any of. Um, well, who's the other like? Not Martin. The guy after Martin. Though, Terry Pat- Pratchett. No, uh, no, newer than that. Patrick Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus. Richard no. Dreyfus. Yeah, yeah. He was in Jaws, Jared. He, he was. He also uh, designed a board game. <laughs> Richard Dreyfus. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Was it Cones of Dunshire or what was it? Uh, Tack, <laughs> I believe it's called. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, huge. Might have, might have to give that uh, to the yeah. misses for Christmas. The you know name, I mean? the name of the wind. You can read. Oh yeah, yeah. I've had that in. I have a bunch of books in like my uh, my cart. I have the Name of the Wind. I have Wheel of Time, Color Magic. You nerd. All that kind of shit. That's what. I haven't read any of them, but they've interested me you're, to an extent. You're gonna read yourself some John Crowley Little Big. No. Oh. 
No, I don't know what that is, and uh, frankly, I don't want to. That's fine. But oh, so you're a big wheel of time guy, hey, Dylan? I I am, um, and then I don't know how much you've looked into it. The uh, the Amazon series for Lord of the Rings they are producing is set in the Second Age, which is the one before when Lord of the Rings and Hobbit takes place. Uh, that's when. Uh, See, it's all gone now. That's when Sauron forged the ring and all that. So right. it'll be a, an interesting take. Some, some high oh. fantasy action. Do, do you think we're going to get young, sexy Gandalf? It's possible. Yeah? It's possible. Yeah. Kind of like young, sexy, uh, sexy Dumbledore, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. What's, what are the names of the, um, like the race that Gandalf's from? The, angel, uh, the angels? Oh, they're the uh, the the valor or the, yeah. the kind of gods of the right Middle Earth. There, there is a great video. I think it's like from CP Gray or something explaining like all of the angels and uh, wizards and like Sauron and stuff like that. It's like eight minutes long. It's basically explaining this similar similarion. I never knew yeah. how to say that. Samarillion. Uh, Samarillion. Yeah. Exactly, uh, and uh, it is so complicated, but it is very interesting. You, but it you, is complicated. Dylan, have you read uh, the, the Christopher Tolkien series? The like, whatever the twelve uh, the twelve books or whatever. It I, is. I've I've read a couple of those, but I never I never finished any of it. Mm. That, that seems you, fine. <laughs> did did yeah. you watch the Tolkien movie with young sexy Tolkien? I've not, but my my good friend recommended it. Really? Fellow Tolkien head, yes. Oh, and he and he was on board with it. He was like, "Yeah, I like this. It's good." I think he was on board of it because, uh, strictly because of the sex appeal. Well, I mean, that's why people yeah. listen to this podcast, mm-hmm. right? We just oozing, oozing sex appeal right out of the the eardrums, you know. Exactly. <laughs> or uh, somewhere else, maybe. Uh, uh, this is the brain matter. <laughs> Hopefully not oh. anywhere else. <laughs> well, I mean, some of our listeners have been able to find us and find other listeners. So it's true. Yeah, you watch out for Rob Eagle. He he's coming for you, buddy. I'm, I'm gonna have to set up surveillance in case he he comes near. If you don't have it set up already, it's too late. So I'm sorry. Oh, he's already crossed the pond. It's it's it could happen. Could happen. We ready for another email? Yeah. So this is from Sam Sanchez. Holy shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. He begins with uh, Heather here. What does everybody want? What does everybody need? Some. Head. Hello, Jarrett and Beef Lock Baylog. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a new one? Okay. Beef, beef Lock. Beef lock? Yeah. Never never heard of such a word ever, but yeah. uh, okay, I, I mean, I'll allow it. I think, I think we're going to let that, one, let that one grow and stick. Yeah. I like it. Let, let it simmer. Emailing in on a rare Sunday, perhaps first time, Ooh. long time on a Sunday. Been meaning to write in pretty much every week, but happened to get sidetracked on Wednesday, and it just hit me right now that maybe I don't <laughs> always have to wait until the last minute to respond. That's how this works, right? Sure. I I listened to the Rumpy Pump Masters and the Trash Man four hour epic <laughs> and felt compelled to write in after the very kind, though absurdly wrong words from Sam number one about the episode I was on. 
I appreciate it, mm-hmm. but I do look forward to someday finding the time again to make my second guest appearance. Maybe something uh-huh. random like Equinox about 30 spines away could be fun. We shall sure. see. Man, you know, Equinox has got a lot of interest. Hey, hey Equinox. Or, or Esquilax. Ex- Equilax? What is that? What is this? Is it Esquilax? Do you know what I'm talking about, Jared? Uh, not offhand. Chief Wiggum? Uh, yeah, Esquilax. Esquilax. Isn't that like a lion uh, with a rabbit? <laughs> Strangely enough, this thing later. Uh, yeah. today is in fact the Equinox. It is. First day of fall, right? Indeed. Yeah, yeah Esquilax. Yeah, here, I'm going to put this in the chat for you guys. But it is fall. And it is Esquilax season. So. Summer is officially over. The best summer ever has ended. Oh, no. The best summer ever. Was it the best summer ever for your state as well as uh, uh, like our province? Or Some might say. <laughs> I'm, I'm more on board with Jarrett. I remember a while back there was an episode where I think he fully channeled my opinions in cutting down the, the joggers and the people who are... <laughs> We're so pleasantly happy in the park. <laughs> oh, so you uh, you're not uh, a big summer boy. No, I'm uh, excited for the the change of autumn. Yeah, well, fall is the best. I think we can all agree on that, hundred percent. Well, I mean, yeah, if you're and if you're like living out in the desert right now, my God, mm. it's, it's, uh, it's like yes. s- s- summer times ten. Believe it or not, it was still 40 degrees Celsius today. Oh, uh, too hot, which man. is actually cold oh. uh, for uh, for this week. Yes. Oh my god. I, I appreciate though that you changed that into Celsius for us because uh, yeah. we don't know that Imperial. In uh, in your defense, we are the ones in the wrong. You know, we should be using metric. We should be using Celsius. There's only, isn't there only two countries in the world that don't? You guys, and then like one country, like randomly in like South Asia or something like that, like just some other random country. Like those are the only two that don't use metric. I think. I think at this point we might be the only ones. Mm-hmm. So we're yeah. sticking it out. Yeah. 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 Whatever works, I guess. Yeah. Whatever works for you. Yeah. Or not. Uh-huh. Oh. Equinox. That's going to be a that's a hot ticket episode, though. Let me tell you. The Esquilax. The Esquilax. Yeah, Esquilax. A couple of things to touch on. I would like to thank Mr. Aaron Lang and his insistence on talking about food as I tried his mm. recommended Timbit cereal, and I also found them quite delicious. They have the same size as the old school Cocoa Puffs, which was nice to see since the new ones have become much smaller, though I'm not sure when that switch was made. Look at that. Mm. A- another fine Canadian export. I uh I would I would question I would like or I would like to know where uh, Sam Sanchez got a hold of this uh, Timbit cereal because uh, he's nowhere near Canada. You know what I mean? He would he would tell us, but that would unfortunately expose him to yeah. certain police organizations. True. Yeah, he could have downloaded it from the internet, mm-hmm. like on a torrent site. He pirated it. Yeah. Yeah, he could have pirated that cereal. Uh, that's mm-hmm. tough. That's tough. Sam continues. 
You guys have oh, been yeah. asked about getting stuck in a video game, and the one that sticks out for me in the past is Resident Evil Code Veronica. There's a mm. battle of Tyrant on a cargo plane, and I had only one save file going and saved right before the fight. To my recollection, there was no exiting the point I was at, so from my save point, I had to fight Tyrant. All I had on me was, I believe, about two arrows, five handgun bullets, knife, and one healing herb. <laughs> Tried several times to see if I could knife him to death after using what little weapons I had, and ultimately just never finished the game. It was the first Resident Evil game I didn't beat up or beat up to that point. Damn, Sad. that's tough. That's tough. What do you do? I have Code Veronica. I've never played it though. Oh, you're just a hoarder. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. yeah, that's accurate. Denying the, the all the Resident Evil fans, you would love to have a copy to and play it. Yeah, you don't. You don't even want to find a house to live in. You're just trying to store your stuff. Well, yeah, I need a place to store all of my things, all of the video games I'm never going to play, and uh, all of the comic books that I'm never going to read. Right, Jared? Yeah, that's right. Oh. You could add Wheel of Time there as well. That'll take oh, up sure. a, a good bit of space. Yeah, sure, put... yeah, because I... Yeah, all the books that I... Like, I'll get all 15 or whatever, however mm-hmm. many they are, and uh, I'll just keep them at the front door. By Bane. Where else am I going to put them? Doorstop. Yeah, actually... Oh, no, Bane's right here now. I had to move him in here. Andrew didn't want it out in the open anymore. <laughs> well, actually, Dylan, you're getting a rare treat. No one else has ever seen this. It's been talked about a lot, but this is the uh, <laughs> this is the fabled Bane that uh, is, uh... I own. <laughs> this is a real thing that I own. For for the listeners at home, it's about a uh, fifteen foot tall statue made of solid gold uh-huh. uh, from the the Christopher Nolan film, The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, it's it's Bane. See, it's Bane. <laughs> That's so stupid. It is. You, I, I bought it for you. It just looks so stupid. I know it does. Joe likes to talk about it, but he, he likes to mention that he is the person who sold it to me. It doesn't I even. Can, uh, I can understand why uh, you might not want to put that in the open in your home. So people like look Don't... by, they see Tom Hardy lunging at them. It's like, oh, and with his like gimp mask. Because they're like, they're like, they never saw that one. They, everyone saw Dark Knight, but they never saw Dark Knight Rises. So they're just like, oh, what's that thing? And then the people who do know, they're like, why do you have that? <laughs> and they say, why wouldn't? See, and people say the same about my data poster. It's the same, <laughs> same, same stuff. That's my life-size data poster. Data's it's fine. It's all hidden in my room. D- data's fine because it's 2D, so you could, like, at the end of yeah. it, you could just fold it up and, like, put right. it away. Yeah, yeah. B- Bane is with you forever. Bane is with me forever. I don't know what I'm going to do with that thing. If anyone wants to buy it, I'd consider selling it for about four, five hundred dollars. <laughs> put, uh, put it on the Patreon. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. If anyone would like to donate four hundred dollars to the Patreon, but actually don't, because Jared has access to the, those funds and I don't. Mm-hmm. He transfer me directly, or uh, better yet, send cash in the mail, and then uh, then I'll make good. I'll send it to you after I receive the cash. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I'll sign it too if you want. Right on the pecs. Right on the pecs. Right on the pecs. So, yeah, that's a rare treat for you, Dylan. No one's ever seen that before. I am wholly honored. (laughs) I hope. I hope. Yeah. Well, anyways. Sam continues, I'm excited for Creeptober, guys. I've made my list, and it's like 200 plus long. And I know going in that I won't be even 
I won't even be able to touch 40% of it, but hoping to get through as much as I can. That's yeah, all you can do. It's coming, man. RJ, it's almost here. I know. I know. But, uh, I mean, he's right. That's all you can do. My list, I, I never finish my list. So you just hit what you can, watch what you want to, and uh, hope for the best, right? Eight. Eight days. Eight uh, yeah. Days. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, uh, Dylan, uh, fra- uh, do you participate in uh, the Creeptober? Uh, are you a horrors man? Or, uh, uh, no, I don't touch that stuff. I like to uh, spread Creeptober across the year. Okay. But yeah. uh, maybe I'll I'll dive in a little heavier this next month. Maybe right. maybe order yourself like a pumpkin t-shirt. Get into the season. Maybe get like a cartoon cat with those, like it's got the push pin kind of a... Uh, arms that you can kind of position mm-hmm. like with a skeleton put that up there you got some white walls they're pretty blank you need some that's uh, true need some uh black and orange up there it's yeah. because i'm uh i'm calling to you from a, a mental asylum and this is the the padded room <laughs> well i mean because it, it does kind of feel like you could, it might be in some sort of complex of an organization, mm-hmm. and uh, this is like the the shared room. I mean, I've heard these voices and songs kind of kick up well, in the background. Uh, oh, no, kind of, kind of over the Froger machine. The voices. Yeah, that I'm here because I hear those voices. Right. Uh, right. Uh, and that machine puts razor blades in the yogurt for the Halloween season. Wow. Wow. Uh, That's uh, if you're, if you're interested. Here's here's the the full the full look. Oh wow! <laughs> it's very sparse. I'm a little bit concerned that uh, whatever is uh, up at the the top of that bed, <laughs> the straps, like yeah, the strap. Do you because of your your impairment? Do you have to like strap your head into the bed frame at night? Or I mean, if you don't feel comfortable saying, you don't have to do that either. I just for the for the sake of the podcast, we'll uh, we'll go with that. It is uh, okay. in fact not a strap, as you might not be able to see, but a uh, harp. Oh, like a musical instrument. Yes. Wow. We don't have any uh, music boys on this podcast ever. We just uh, oh, yeah. get no one on here. <laughs> well, sure. that's the goal, right? Well, that is the goal for sure, for sure. But uh, damn, so you slap a little harp, huh? Yeah, maybe I'll have to entertain the folks during the break. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Well, you could always uh, you could always do a Frank Solano and uh, record some free music that after you after you give it to us, we own. Right. We own. Yeah. Just you own. Mine. You own me legally because I'm here. Yeah. Yes. We've we've also adopted you. Yes. Yeah, that is part of this process as well. Yeah, and uh, actually, I've thought farther ahead, and if you could come sign me out of this facility, mm-hmm. if you could you know arrange for my release, that would be terrific. It'd be good, but it's not going to... We're not. Oh, so, okay. Well, uh, I try. Yeah, I mean, you can always try. The biggest thing is we don't want to. Right. Maybe if I come back a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. We'll can consider hope. it under advisement. Yeah. Sam continues... I've been watching a few Czech movies again this year for a Czech timber, though not too many. Took the time to rewatch both The Fifth Horseman is Fear uh, and Tomorrow I'll Wake Up and Scald Myself with Tea. That's like a title. Mm-hmm. Uh, since they've both been released on Blu-ray since the last time I saw them, a nice change of pace to see these uh, in far better quality and with more proper subtitles. 
Mm. I would recommend both, though both are drastically different movies. Not sure if I've ever brought or or uh, or if Jared has, but I'm a fan of what Second Run puts out. I know he's a fan of Celia and Mother Joan of the Angels, which are put out in their DVD days. Mm. Uh, okay, well, I, I mean, once again, these uh, these Czech films, I'm I'm not familiar with these these. Uh, Maybe they're like very well-known Czech films, but to me, they seem like deep cuts. Stuff that I've heard of. I've heard of the T one. I don't know about these others. The uh, scalding tea. Well, yeah, there's, yeah. Tomorrow, wake up and scald myself with tea. Yeah. And the fifth horseman is fear. Okay, I think I, I think that's it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's definitely it. That's what so I'm you saying. might you might have to check them out. <laughs> <laughs> Indeedly. Uh, Dylan, you crazy bastard. Look at you go. <laughs> Speaking of Celia, I know Celia along uh-huh. with Eyes of Fire are going to be part of that all that haunts uh, all the haunts be ours box set that looks damn enticing. Will has that been pre ordered? I'm looking forward to it. Yes, Sam. Uh I did pre order it. The two hundred dollar mm. box set. Uh, all mm-hmm. all the folk horror you could ever ask for, which even includes a field in England. Oh, uh, the Ben Weaver. Yeah, uh, I'm not not a fan of that movie, but I think the other nine make more than make up for it. Especially Eyes of Fire coming out in mm-hmm. Blu-ray is pretty awesome. It's kind of weird that that is not going to be available through Vestron uh, Video, which was something I was kind of looking forward to. But whatever, I I was going to buy all these things anyway, so. It saves me money. You were? I was. I, I, wow. I'm, a, I'm a big fan of that Eyes of Fire, at least in the uh, haze of a VHS quality uh, version uh, that I've watched. Gotcha. We'll, we'll see how it holds up uh, in crystal Blu-ray vision, but... Mm. Yeah. Uh, and then Sam concludes, I know there's so much more that I wanted to chime in over the last few weeks, but I am, a, I am horrible at taking notes. So I'll leave it mm. at that for now as it's been long enough as it is. Take care guys. And I might have to start emailing in on non Wednesdays going forward. If I want to keep up with Mr. Justin Peterson. I mean, I encourage everyone to email in not on Wednesday. I've never understood the uh, only emailing in on Wednesdays. I've mentioned a few times you can email in as whenever you want. You can email in on Wednesday, on Thursday, Friday, mm-hmm. heck, maybe even Saturday, whatever. Right. Sure. That's right. Heck. Heckin'? Heck, whenever whatever you want, man. Jeez. No big deal. <laughs> All right, then. As uh, air in my lungs. I think Bane just got you. <laughs> uh, it's not quite Bane. Something no. worse. Uh, you know. Um, next up, we got an email from Dylan Fruh. Or, or is this Dylan Fraud, perhaps? Oh. Because wow. uh, we're talking to him right now. Well, who's to say? So Dylan, who is Fra- to say? D- Dylan Fraud wrote in, Howdy, the Criterion Creep Show. I've got some questions for you, but not for your prick of a guest. Whatever you do, mm. don't let him answer. All right. Okay. Anyways, Fine. what are your favorite albums of all time? I don't need mm. a top five, but if you got it, best of shows, Dylan. Mm. Jerry, do you want to hit start, or do you want me? Uh, I don't know, RJ. You you seem to... I think you could do this quicker than me. I was I, I saw this question uh, you know, a few days ago, and I was thinking about it today, and I was like, man, I don't know. 
it, it's tough. Like I, I often, I think a lot of albums are were super flawed, even the, like the biggest ones and the best ones. Where I'm like, I always wonder, like, if I'm skipping a song on a, on a CD or through a track, I'm like, I'm not in the mood to listen to this. How good is it? How good of an album is it? And like, I think it's very difficult to actually create like a perfect album or anything like that. I guess like, sure. but I guess it's asking favorite albums. So yeah, ones exactly. that like you could put on, they're just like, yeah, this makes me, f- I can listen to this anytime. And even uh, if there's a stinker in there, even if there's a stinker or something, you're just like, ah, I'm good. I'll, I'll put it on. And then it doesn't matter if it plays through because it just, it gives, mm-hmm. gives, gives you a, a good feeling. So I don't sure. know, RJ, what about, how about you? Well, this is right off the head, bud. Right off the head. Yeah. I, I I have no prep work on this. I'll say uh, Wolf Parade, uh, all apologies uh, to the Queen or to Queen Mary. I think it's all apologies to the Queen. That album is super good. Uh, I'll say Radiohead, uh, Hail to the Thief, which is not Oof, usually a lot of people's. It's a, a bold choice. <laughs> that's my favorite. A lot of people are like, okay, computer. And it's like, yeah. No, it's in Rainbows, like it. without a doubt. In Rainbows is pretty good, too. Uh, I have never met anyone who also likes Hail to the Thief yeah. as much as I do. You're, but, you're, uh, you're an outlier on that one. I am. I am. Uh, so those two. Uh, Modest Mouse, Building Nothing Out of Something is real good. Uh, I could say there are a few that uh, there are a few bands that this fourth one is just maybe a recent one because there's some that I've listened to more than this. Uh, you, I, an album I've been listening to a lot is uh, um, "The Devil and God Raging Inside Me" from uh, Brand New, which is like emo music, but I actually I, I kind of like it. It's I've been listening to it in my car because I don't have Bluetooth; I just have a CD player, and I was like, "Ooh!" I was like, "This is it's very strange." Like a lot of the music is all the songs are all different, and it uh, as an album it's, it makes sense as a whole, but uh, it is very like it's it's very unique. I've never I haven't heard a lot of music like that, and then. Uh, Giza Liquid Swords, because <laughs> that is an all-time slammer, just top-notch, top-notch. So uh, that's uh, that's what I'll go with, I guess. There, there's a lot of, that could fit in there too, but uh, yeah, I'll go with that. Hmm. Those are some some good picks, some unexpected choices. <laughs> oh yeah, well I, I I really doubt anyone thought I was gonna throw an emo. Uh, album in there but uh i could have went like you know blink 182 johnny cash i i do listen to a lot of johnny but uh, i don't have um if i had to do any i'd do man comes around which is like old johnny cash but i like it it slaps that's good yeah. stuff. good good stuff jared it slaps yeah, i know you know you know what i mean uh outcast uh atl uh atl that's a real good one so much good stuff, Jerry. I, I like I like the music. You like the music, huh? I like the music. Interpol, uh, our love to admire. That is, that's oh, like number not, six on mine. You're not gonna go with uh, all the bright lights. No, I like that one, but uh, I, I think uh, our love to admire. I think is, it's got more, and it's just consistently the, the music I want to listen to. But I, I like all Interpol. I think they're I think they're great. So, yeah, I don't know. People are going to use this now to crack my security codes. Yeah, exactly. Oh, jeez. Yep. What about you, Jerry? You got any uh, anything you want to throw out there? Or, okay. uh... This is tough because so my um, 
my one other laptop. It it doesn't turn on anymore, and that's got like all my music on it that like mm-hmm. I built up, and I there's it's on another external hard drive, and I haven't gone to like restore anything forever. So that's usually how I have to remember a lot of what I actually do listen to a lot of. And I could pull that up and go, oh yeah, I've listened to this album like you know. 25 50 times in the last two years so i don't have that information so this is kind of like off the top of my head which is not indicative of anything and there'll be probably something sure. like god damn it i totally forgot about this so uh for stuff i listen to quite a bit in the old car because i still have cds oh. uh I, I would throw out uh sisters of mercy floodland uh one mm-hmm. i first heard of that album way back when um uh i think it was like an alan moore comic when i was reading promethea mm-hmm. uh he did the uh sergeant pepper love sergeant pepper's lonely hearts club homage mm-hmm. cover that jage mm-hmm. williams drew and in there i was like who the hell are the, this gothy dude and i was looking it up mm-hmm. and it's like oh um it's the lead singer from sisters of mercy which was a band like i had never heard of I had never heard of uh, Craig Adams at that point. And then I was like, huh, I should look into this. And they had it for like nine bucks to A&B sound. And I mm-hmm. listened to it and I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. So that was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, to Way back when Pitchfork Media was relevant, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> that is when uh, – this this is <laughs> goes way back when. But that's kind of how I first heard about Neutral Milk Hotel which is not mm. something Ooh. that, yeah, I mean, it's pretty, I don't know, pretty, it's pretty well known now, but I feel like when I f- came across it, it didn't, the internet didn't sing its praises just yet the, the, to, to how I felt anyway. And I say, most, sure. most, a lot of people, it's like, everyone knows Neutral Milk Hotel. Um, yeah. My now. now. Yeah, I think so. I'm not like, okay. well, I, was, I was there earlier. Obviously people were listening to it way before me. Cause it was like the top album of the, what nineties? I think on Pitchfork Media, yeah, on, their, uh, on that uh, list. Yeah. Stephen Colbert is a big fan. I know he talks about Neutral Milk uh, Neutral Milk Hotel quite a bit. So yeah, Let's see, just but he's not, he's not talking about the band. He's talking about the actual hotel. The, the place, is yeah, great. it's mm-hmm. in Switzerland. That's why it's neutral. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. You see, you see my sees. my favorite Bob Dylan album is Nashville okay, Skyline. Have you, are, are you a Nashville Skyline fan? Uh, Bob Dylan is my favorite artist ever. Okay. I think he's, uh, he's primo. I, I've Ooh. always gone blood on the tracks, but mm-hmm. I can respect the Nashville Skyline pick. That's the one I always... Yeah, because there was a period of time where I listened to... Man. Uh, bringing it all back home. I listened to that a mm. lot. A lot, a lot, and then over time, I just at this point, I'm like Nashville Skyline is the one I like reach for more often than not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just <laughs> really like to lay across his big brass bed. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Wow, wow. Interesting. Uh, for current stuff, probably one of those acts that I do listen to that I like a lot is Father John Misty. His his first two albums are pretty good. He's got some pretty good songs on there. I I think it's better than um, Fleet Fox stuff. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I like Father John music's uh, Father John Misty's music, but I think that guy is like 
he's kind of a dink. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, when I see him, I'm it's sure, like I feel oh, like you'd be yeah, weird. I, I, like, I, I, I don't even want to know about. I don't even want to know about the the guys who sing music because it's, okay. it's not going to work out well. I think okay. it's just it's just going to ruin everything if I know anything about them. It's worse than filmmakers. Because cool, it was like that <laughs> was it, like is it? I don't know. Like, there's like a Ariel Pink was one of those guys. It's like oh. Turns out that I mean, speaking of storm in the Capitol, <laughs> and you're like, what? Like Ariel Pink of all people, this guy. That <laughs> uh, was bizarre. There is some, yeah. It's so strange when people are going around uh, wanting to go after musicians too, and you're like, yeah, and they just they have dumb opinions, real dumb, mm-hmm. dumb some dumb stuff. But you know what? So does like pretty well everybody in this land. Yeah, everyone's they just get to share it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the, you could probably pick any of the top, the first three Arcade Fire yeah. CD, uh, albums, are, I think, are pretty good. Yeah, those um, are all good. Yeah, I like those quite a bit. I think that, I mean, that sounds like five, right? Right? Yeah. It counts. Yeah, I'm sure. I so. I, I'm interpreting the email because I don't know the person who sent this. Right. And, and oh. apparently this guy doesn't want to hear a thing from you. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, if you wanted to, you could probably drop a couple. But, yeah, well, uh, it's up to you. Uh, I'll, I'll give you away a little secret. Uh, I have a incredibly unhealthy preoccupation with lists. <laughs> I, need, mm. I need to make lists of everything. Mm-hmm. I think if you look on Letterboxd, I'm up to 100 or something. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, that's, pretty, that's just what that's I, that's how, my, that's how my brain works. That's why I'm in this... Uh, this facility, we're trying to cure it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But uh, I'll throw I'll throw five out here for you. Do it. Yankee Hotel Foxtrot Wilco. Ooh, Wilco's pretty good. I'm gonna throw Kate Bush's The Dreaming on there. Okay. I'm gonna throw In Rainbows on there just to spite RJ. Ah, okay. <laughs> I'm fine with that. You can do that. No biggie. I'm gonna come out of nowhere with a. Uh, Bell Boots and Shambles, which is a Spyro Gyra album, which is a psychedelic folk group from the 70s, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> uh, and then I'd throw probably Blood on the Tracks, and I'll give I'll, I'll go two more. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. The first Third Eye Blind album. Okay. And uh, Dummy from Portishead. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there any harp on any of those? There isn't, but if I were to pick a song from the 2000s, best of the 2000s, I'd probably go Emily by Joanna Newsom, and that that would have a harp in it. It's got some good harp? Yeah. Nice, nice. That's all I care about is the big harp. Right. That's all That's all that matters, really. Big, big harp, if you know what I mean. RG, do you like Portishead? I'm one of the biggest Portishead fans <laughs> there is. You a Portis boy? Yeah, I mean, I've long said I'm probably the biggest Portishead. Well, if you haven't, if you haven't, you should check out Dummy. It's, it's a... If I haven't, yeah, if you haven't, one of my one of my well, colleagues once who didn't enjoy their music as much once called them Porta Potty Head. Uh, <laughs> so feel free to use that one. It's a sick burn. Yeah, big time. I like it. I like it. Nice. Oh, you know what? So here you go, because I'm now I'm looking at a list. It's back. Uh, Bell and Sebastian, uh, Tiger Milk, their very first album. 
I mm-hmm. think is great. But yeah, Bell and Sebastian, because I'm a some I'm sad bastard music. Ooh, you're all about sad bastards. I Are you am. Sure? It's always sad bastards with you. Always. It is. It's, it's, the, it's all, the most success I've ever had, uh, fittingly enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the biggest thing, I think, Jared, is that... Uh, I don't know. I just don't know. You know what I mean? No, no truer words have ever been spoken. I know, I know. It's, uh, some people are like, how... How do you find the time to be so eloquent in your language? And I say, I don't know. I don't know. It just is what it is, guys. It just, it is what it is. It's emotion recollected in tranquility. Some might yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's a lot of things. It's things. Uh, there's some other things involved, and um, maybe even a few more things. Some would say. Speaking of ineloquent, Oliver Ooh. Granger writes in. Oh, God. With an email entitled, Raised by Incels. Wow. Wow. Uh, Hey, guys. Not sure if it's come up on the show. Just want to put out a hard recommend for Raised by Wolves. Good show. That's uh, Ridley Scott, right? (laughs) I have no idea. Yeah, uh, it was like a Ridley Scott... um... Drama series? Yeah, uh, no, it's like a sci-fi. It's like a hard sci-fi series. Is it a HBO thing? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but it, yeah, it's like hard sci-fi and Cur- uh, created it's to be by Aaron Gazakowski. Who's Aaron Gazakowski, Jared? The, the producer of Raised by Wolves. Uh, but it's, it's probably it's probably just by... a, a non de plume of Ridley Scott. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. He's involved in it in some way. I don't know what that is, but I, I, I do know he is involved in it. In uh, he, he is an executive producer. Oh, okay. Um, of, uh, he's one of six executive producers, but he's the only one you've ever heard of. Yes. Yeah. But no, I, I remember when that show was on and uh, people were people were like hot on it. They thought it was really good. Raised so. by Wolf centers on two androids, father and mother, tasked with raising human children on Kepler 22b after the Earth was destroyed by a great war. As the burgeoning colony of humans threatens to be torn apart by religious differences, the androids learn that controlling the beliefs of humans is a treacherous and difficult task. Well, yeah, who wouldn't be? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Uh, Jared, who wouldn't be? That's what I said. You. Well, uh, you know, if I ever watched a show ever in my life again, uh, uh-huh. other than this comedy thing I'm watching, which uh-huh. it's, it's going to be brought up here again in another email. Okay. Uh, uh-huh. Maybe I'll check that out. Maybe. 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 Maybe, maybe you won't. Maybe. Uh, Shane Gordon. Shane <sighs> O'Mac. Wow. Shane he- O'Mac. He writes in with an email entitled, If Taffy Lee Fubbins isn't the best baby of the year, I'll kill myself on live TV. Interesting. Interesting. Well, hello there, creeps. I'll keep it short. As Instagram says, you have a guest on tonight in the form of Dylan Froyo. That, uh, that is a thing that was said. Mm-hmm. The evolution of this yeah. <laughs> slowly spiraling out of control. I prefer Fre. Uh, that's just me. Yeah, the French version. 
Yeah, who? I mean, you look a little French. You got a mustache, yeah. so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. French people do. I just want to commiserate with RJ about the loss of an amazingly prepared tube steak, the A and W Whistle Dog. Before mm-hmm. I started working these horrible night shifts, I worked a better schedule. One that allowed one of the other welders and I to have a ritual of getting off the bus, jumping in our vehicles, and cruising the dub for a couple whistle dogs and a nice cold root beer for the travel home. Those were the days. Days of innocence before Alan Lulu ruined my life with no antibiotic grain-fed beyond meat chicken nuggets. Any TV spokesman you see regularly that really pushes your buttons and you secretly hope for a scandal that ruins their lives and pushes them off of TV... Looking at you, Vince Offer, Sham Wowzers. So I actually. So what are you, what are you saying about the A and W? I I've long thought that A and W is kind of like the anti-vaxxers of the uh, fast food world because they they have this big push about like this. It's really weird. They're like no hormone, nor no steroid beef and stuff like that. And it's just like, what do you mean no hormone, nor no steroid? It's like, I don't know, it's this weird, like, organic push that they have with all these things. And some of the times it's like, I don't know if that's good. Seems like a bad idea. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, w- I want the whistle dog. That's uh, my main takeaway. Yeah. G- give it give yeah. it all the hormones. <laughs> I mean, yes. You want? Well, the- I mean, well, no, it's like one of the things it's like, no, uh, like, they don't give it, like, steroids and stuff like that. But it's like when it's when like cows are sick, they need, like it's no different from us. Like they need medicine. Right. So it was like, you're just, I've seen sick cows. It's not good. Just give a, give it some medicine, give them some Tylenol and, uh, you know, move on with the, the rest of your day. Treat them right. So I'm saying, this is, I think this is why the audience has misconstrued you as a, a very overweight. Person. <laughs> Cause I, cause I, I mean, I, uh, it's one or the other thing. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. I don't want to say anymore. It's for you to decide. The listeners. It's, uh, it's Schrodinger's cat. You are both, yep. both at once. Yeah, you you have to come on to really find out. But yeah. I digress, says Shane. I tipped mm-hmm. my hat to RJ and his impeccable taste in sketch comedy. I dove into I Think You Should Leave on his recommendation, and after mm-hmm. almost the whole two seasons, I have been thoroughly impressed. I feel that one sketch mm-hmm. might have hit uh, home pretty close for him. I could see RJ as a sloppy steak boy. I mean, he's oh. not now. He's changed. But I could see him being a real sloppy steak boy in the past. But again, people change. With that, I ask, what other under-the-radar alternative comedy sketch shows have you enjoyed? Wondershausen has brought up, been brought up before, but another more niche show I enjoyed in its early seasons was Metal Apocalypse, an animated show about a metal band so popular the world economy swayed with album releases. Well, that mm-hmm. was longer than I anticipated. Have a great show, and stay frosty. Ooh, I will stay frosty. I'm glad a lot of people are finding I think you should leave it. I thought everyone knew about that show i didn't realize it was a uh like a hidden thing well i think all i mean all three people who wrote about it this week are all uh local creeps villains so true mm-hmm. true yeah so uh big things are happening did you get to the sloppy steaks yet? I, yeah that, that's the second episode of season okay. two <laughs> slop them up boys it's <laughs> oh, good stuff it was a piece of shit i'm afraid that this baby doesn't think that uh people can change and uh it's it's not a good thing, Jared. 
it's not a good it's not thing. thing. Yeah. So Dylan, you to be in the note, you got to watch all these. Like I've I've got to grind through it. Apparently. Well, they're they're not long. They're each season is six episodes, and they're like fifteen minutes. So you can get through this in like three hours, probably. Easy it's worth it. It's worth it. It's good nope. stuff. It's like a it's like a really bad Renoir movie, but yeah, that's just <laughs> three hours. That's just one Godard. I don't have to watch. Damn right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you have our blessing on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll pray for you. <laughs> oh, uh, comedy sketch shows, alternative ones. Uh, I I've, talked, I've, I've talked about Jam before. Jam is uh, very cool. From way back, Jam. Jam. Yep. Oh, okay. That's a that's a high recommend. It's been I don't know maybe it's aged horrible. That's comedy for you. That's got to be nineties now. Chris Morris is very good, and uh, Peep Show, which is another mm-hmm. British show that is also uh, really funny. But mm-hmm. I don't know. those would be my two. You got any Dylan? Any comedy sketch shows that you sketch. could that, that you would recommend? I don't. I'd have to grind through my brain. I know you've mentioned Garth Marenghi yes. before on this yeah. show. I think it's streaming somewhere too, because I think uh, randomly, I think on maybe Twitter, Fangoria was mentioning it again. I'm like, huh? Maybe it's maybe it's somewhere that's easily accessible, not just like uh, illegally, but uh, authentically, mm-hmm. perhaps. I don't know if does Fangoria have a streaming platform that nobody uses? Maybe it's on the Shutter. Uh, maybe yeah. I don't know if it is. I don't know. I okay. haven't seen it. Yeah. That's good. Okay. Maybe. Um. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That's all I can think of. RJ. Uh-huh. You, I know you've talked about. Was it? What? What's the? What's the uh, Donald Glover show that I? I have to watch. One Atlanta. Day? Atlanta. That's not like a sketch though. That's like an. That's like just a drama. Like a drama with some comedy in it. I so, see. Um, yeah. That. That's more of a like an actual, like show show. It's got good comedy in it, but uh, that's not the main point. Yeah, I don't know. You could just watch Chappelle show. <laughs> I get that's I not get. Uh, a hidden gem or anything, but it's good. Who doesn't like Chappelle show, right? No, that's what I want to say to all the people out there. Justin so. Peterson. Oh, uh, the MVP. The MVP. Never work with animals or kids. So they mm-hmm. say. Hey, Jared, RJ, and new member of Creeps Nation, Dylan. What's happening? Nothing. Yay. <laughs> Wish me luck tonight as I bring my oldest son into the great arena of movie podcasting. We will be talking about Hook and Song of the Ooh. Sea on the Average Joe's Movie Club cast. I thought he would be a natural caster since he is a loud chatterbox. But he was pretty mm. quiet when I had him on my new spin of uh, the show. I have always wanted to watch that to talk about Ender's Game. <laughs> Ooh, there you go. That's, that's pretty... that sounds good, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why not hit some Ender's game? Mm-hmm. Now for something completely different. I never jumped in on the cake in the trash can discussion, but was dr- but oh, uh, was I dreaming last night, or did Rob Eagle mention slipping some fingers up his bum? That's one brave dude talking about that level of kink on the creeps. Uh nobody knows. No, <laughs> that is. I think that's the closest you've gotten to the. You know, the world police breaking into your home Mm -hmm. and taking you away. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah, uh, that one was scary. That one was definitely scary. (laughs) That was a close call. Your favorite band, Interpol, is is tracking you now. Oh, no. (laughs) I would would welcome Interpol to track me, you know, 
in like the tracking sense of how things are tracked in the world. Tracking. Goat movie question of the week. Speaking of kink, oh, what are some of your favorite cinematic sex scenes? Oh me, oh RJ, this is totally your uh, sex scenes. Yeah, your favorite sex scenes. Uh, oh, J- Justin says, I remember Scarlett Johansson making out in the rain and Matchpoint being pretty steamy, and I have been meaning to check out Jennifer Tilly and Bound. Ah, uh, I didn't know Jennifer Tilly was in a sex scene. What was that movie called? That's disgusting. But what was it? Bound, the uh, Wachowski siblings' first film. Oh, interesting, interesting. I have no comments one way or another. Sorry, there's a little burp. Uh, why don't you, uh, big sex boys, tell me about your sex scenes before I hit you with anything that uh, hey, related to me? You ever heard of Jess Franco? Uh, yes, I've seen some Jess Franco. Go, uh, you, I don't know. Check out a uh, female vampire. Female vampire yeah. Lesbosos? Uh, any, any of uh, Jess Franco's vampire movies usually have some... Uh, some some good old sex scenes. Any you say? Wow, the vampire ones. Hmm, interesting. Maybe interesting. some Jean Raline as oh, well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a little bit, a little bit of that too, but Franco goes a little further, I must say. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Ooh. Oh yeah. Okay, so Jared's oh, yeah. a big Franco sex boy. What about you, Dylan Fry? Uh, I am. I'm not a fan of sex scenes in movies. Did <laughs> um, they just make nice. you immediately uncomfortable and go, oh. I I find them unnecessary yep. uh, a great deal of the time. Yep. Uh, the only ones I would support are the ones that are necessary. So uh, I know Justin Peterson is a big Clockwork Orange boy. Mm. Uh, I think that is entirely necessary for that film. Interesting. Uh, Gone Girl's got a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's about it. Interesting. I'm going to say no <laughs> to the question in general. I actually I actually don't really know. Uh, like, I know I've seen movies with sex scenes in them, but... I couldn't. I couldn't name one off the top of my head. That well, every week on this show you get a rape scene, so maybe give us uh, one of one of your favorites. Of those, no, thank yeah. you. I don't want to get arrested tonight. Uh, I'll say one of the ones that was definitely the, the, one of the more un- blue is the warmest color with other people in the room because mm-hmm. that's got about a fourteen-minute hardcore lesbian scene in it. It's long, like. <laughs> Like, I mean, if it was like three minutes, people would be like, okay, yeah, that's cool. Okay, let's move on. But it, it's it's like 14 minutes or something. It is, it's it's a, it's a an adventure. It's an adventure. Oh, um, I guess one, since RJ will not answer this. Um, <laughs> I, I, the, I, I, think, I think the one in Lost Highway. The, um, I was going to say. With the like Cocteau remember... Twins uh, playing over it uh, with remember... Patricia Arquette. I, uh. I'm going to decline sex scenes, but my maybe I think the best kissing scene is in Brokeback Mountain when uh, when they um, it's like later on. And, you know, like they really looked like they meant it. You know, it was very emotional. It was very passionate. I'll say that's the best kiss scene. David Lynch is pretty good at this because it's not enjoyable. But uh, Fire Walk With Me is some pretty upsetting 
sex scenes in it. Yeah. Uh, Mulholland Drive is a interesting one. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <I, laughs> David Lynch's Brokeback Mountain is pretty crazy too. <laughs> that one's wild. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. get uh, Villeneuve's Dune, and then we get uh, Lynch's Brokeback. That'd be awesome. They, I would love they've that. They switch teams. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, has Denny Villeneuve? Oh, actually, yeah. I was gonna say, has he had sex scenes? But uh, Asan D's got some pretty grisly stuff in there. Not pleasant sex scenes, that's for sure. Mm. You know, Asan D, Jarrett. That's yep. a French. Oh me. We. I said in Cindy's once, and uh, a person who was from Ontario laughed at me for three minutes. And I said, That's not how you say it, you idiot. And I went, okay. I was like, how do you say it? And they're like, a sandy. And I was like, sandy. A sandy. And I went, okay. Okay. And then you talked about chocolate, <laughs> chocolate bars. Some people eat too many chocolate bars or just don't watch my face. Did I ever tell you, Jerp, that when I was doing that extra stuff for the HBO show, there was a lady that I, I had met and like we we were partnered up so like we were we just had to like hang out all day and uh, I said that just like casually I was like some people eat too many chocolate bars and she was like is that from that commercial from the 90s <laughs> and I was like it is from that commercial from the 90s and she was from uh she was from uh Ontario uh and she's lived in Calgary for the last like 10 years or something but I was like damn I was like even th- even this chick from Ontario knows uh, about the chocolate bars I'm gonna post that on the Facebook tomorrow because <laughs> it's a, it's a good video. Is the video on YouTube? It is. It okay. is. Although I feel like some people might mi- misinterpret my meaning. I'm not making fun of this guy. It's just the way. He, <laughs> it's, it's the it's, it's, it's the sounds. <laughs> it's it's so burnt into my brain. Like this thing was playing every day. Like you'd get home. and it was a commercial that would be on every single time. So I would see this commercial. 30 times a day maybe more for like three years straight juggling the buyers and then you go <laughs> okay <laughs> okay so anyways uh, i'll post it up one other time are we still doing emails yeah yeah holy <laughs> shit okay yeah the, the the sex talk derailed things rj yeah as it usually does mm-hmm. as it does as it does Justin continues, I finally gave the very pretentious sounding the unbearable likeness of being a tribe, and I'm glad you all lowered my expectations because I ended up really enjoying it. What do you think has been the most pretentious title in the creep so far? Would have to be Schizopolis for me. I thought he was going to ask, what do you think is the unbearable likeness of being? (laughs) I mean, Schizopolis is pretty... uh... (laughs) Pretty shitty, pretty shitty. The title, the title, just the title. Yeah. Was that the question? Was yeah. title? What is the most pretentious title? Like the uh, actual title. I don't know. Shitsopolis is pretty bad. Um, I, fuck, if, I don't. I better pull up my list. I'm pulling. I'm looking. I'm over this list here. So I mean, oh. early on, if you didn't know what a night to remember was, <laughs> you might be like, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> That one's not great. Uh, How about there's... great expectations? <laughs> I mean, not not because of I I know, but if you heard this the title and oh. didn't didn't know that, uh, that I think one, everyone knows Dixon. Dickens at this point. Uh, it, uh, yeah, it, you know what? I've read some pretty depressing Facebook threads lately, and I don't think there's people who know much. You're right. Uh, I am. <laughs> 
Like, I'm too the, deep in literature. The, the bar, I'll step away. the bar, the bar is so impossibly low; it will break your soul. I, I, it's, it's fucked. It's fucked. I'm just looking at titles. I'm like, I don't know about that title. Yeah. Just completely without context. It's like, ooh. Yeah. The worst is Browning version, just worst. But I think the most pretentious. <laughs> people is, get so um, mad. It's it's just dumb. The most pretentious is probably Blood of the Poet, just because it's like Ooh. the blood of the poet. Oh, yeah. How to get ahead in advertising is it's not pretentious, but it's on the nose. And the ship uh, sails on. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna throw in a pick that I actually really like, okay. and I know you don't. Okay. But uh, L'Aventure. L'Aventure. Kind of a the adventure bit a bit of a pretentious title there it, it's it's a bit up there it's or even le Clise as well <laughs> yes mm. le Clise. like that <laughs> beautiful exactly. could you do the could you do the hand movements uh, i had a, a person i work with uh, she's italian and uh someone was talking about how italian people do this all the time and she's like we don't do this that, that much <laughs> uh, she doesn't she didn't have an accent but uh, she she did it as she was like she's like we don't even do that and i was like you're doing it right now it was a uh, good good classic racism <laughs> How about, it's never uh, racist if it's Italian. How about Pressburger and Powell? Have you, you haven't watched A Matter of Life and Death yet, have you? Not yet. But that's a, Life and that's, death a bit of a, that's a bit of a pretentious title. I wish Colonel Blimp was just called Colonel Blimp. As opposed to... <laughs> the Life and Death. The Life and Death of Colonel Blimp. Yeah. And his and name people, is General Candy. People really mm-hmm. shit on us for that. We're like, this movie's good. And people are like, well, it's better than good. And we're like, all right. Relax. I'm uh, I'm on that train, but I did not. Better than comment. good. Yeah. Did you comment that on our thing? I did not, but okay. I could have. Yeah, you still could. It's a uh, actually no. I don't know. We've disabled comments on lots of videos. Oh, no, only on one. Uh, which <laughs> one was that again? On Hidden Fortress. Yeah. Yeah, I can't believe those fucking people. <laughs> I I read some of those. They were and it, they were La Ventura, as some might say. This guy knows nothing about uh, 1500s Japan. Uh, and you go, okay. Through a glass, darkly. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, that one. A lot of Bergman. Bergman. I mean, because yeah. you have Autumn Sonata. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't mind that one. I kind of like the pretentiousness of that one. No, Winter see. Light. Yeah. yeah. The Silence. Uh, smiles of a Smiles of a Summer Night. A summer, yeah. <laughs> smiles of a Summer Night. That's a good one. Good one. Good one. Yeah, that's a good one. It's a good one. Trying to recall Bergman, I know you've at this point watched maybe four hundred of his films. Yeah, about that. Close to. Yeah, close to. Yeah, there's a lot of Bergmans in there. A lot of mm. bad Bergmans. How about uh, how about we throw Renoir under the bus and say rules of the game? Rules of the game. Or uh, from Drowning. What was uh, what was the golden golden coach? Golden can so, Oh no, wait. That was a cast, there was, there, was, there was three of them. Yeah. And then Elena Those and Yeah. Those are just all real bad movies. Okay, America, actually, so. so maybe maybe it's because of the, it's the, uh, the the French language itself. But all these like Louis uh, Mal movies we got coming up. Ooh, man, we got uh, Au Revoir, Les Enfants, <laughs> Le, uh, Murmur of the Heart. Uh, About uh, yeah. just a few weeks ago, Les Samurai. 
Oh yeah. Uh, well, that's it's not as pretentious as it is incel inducing, <laughs> which is also problematic because we don't need more incels. We need less incels. Right. That's why we're trying to get the podcast down to zero. Yeah. 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 I mean, as I've mentioned before, and this isn't an insult to anyone, but our I'd say ninety nine percent of the people who listen are incels, probably. Yeah. Converse them. But Jared's the ones, also the said, ones that don't pay uh, for the Patreon dollars. They're the incels. Yes, exactly. Right. The ones who are on Patreon are the one yeah. percent. But uh, as Jared has also frequently mentioned, I sometimes don't know what incel means, but I'm not gonna <laughs> stop using it. I just think it's a good word. So take that, incels. Yeah. <laughs> you stuck it to him. I got him, Jared. I got him. You got him. Well, yeah. We have a foodie question of the week. I am curious to hear your thoughts on some of the top foods you typically just find in the South. Oh, I thought he was going to say find in the trash can. (laughs) Cake. Cake for sure. Well, it was on top. It was on top of the garbage can. Yeah. Yeah, that's a a distinction. And only partially eaten. Yeah. Yeah. Immaculately partially eaten, yeah. Yes. Uh, when he means the South, I think he's got to clarify a little bit more just because, okay. like, the South for us is the most North for him. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, it's uh So. I'm going uh, to clarify for him and say he means the American South. Ah, uh, okay. okay. So, we got a list here. Fried green tomatoes. <laughs> In all caps. I've maybe had. Uh, I know it's a movie. Yeah, it is. It is. No. One of your favorites, isn't it? Pimento cheese. Oh, what about? Pimento? Uh, uh, yeah, pimento's not bad. She crab soup. When you said that, it made me think of that song. She talks crazy talks. You know that song, Jerry? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, she crab crazy crab. <laughs> she, she crab soup. <laughs> you guys know what I mean? Yeah. You guys know what I'm talking about here? Cornbread. Well, everyone knows cornbread. Yeah, I think that's. I think that. Yeah, that's a. That's gonna be some corn muffins, maybe. Yeah. Jared's a big corn muffin boy. Mm -hmm. Big. Chef's kiss. Very good. High end stuff. High end. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, Pickled okra. Uh, I don't know about pickled okra. I like okra in Indian food. Okay. I've, I don't know if I've ever had it pickled, but okra's pretty good. It's all right, pickled. Mm. Frogmore stew contains boiled shrimp, sausage, potatoes, and corn. I mean, that just sounds mm. like a like jambalaya or whatever, I guess. Yeah, so it's, it's Cajun food. Yeah. Cajun it's, style. It's pretty ah, good. I guarantee. I guarantee. Oh, Cajun. All I think of is Leatherhead. They from, are French. From Ninja Turtles. You're correct. Leatherhead? Oh, yeah. Acadian? All I think of is James Carville, the Raging Cajun. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. You know know that guy, Jarrett? Mm -hmm. You know James Carville? I know him. Okay, okay, okay. We'll we'll see him one day in The Creeps, too. What? Fuck off. That dude's in a Criterion movie? He is. Doing what? In in a documentary. He might be in Equinox. You never know. (laughs) He's the monster. Uh, Esquilax. Oh, Apologies. Sweet Escalax. potato casserole. Well, as discussed uh, several weeks ago, we we don't do casseroles up here apparently, mm. and rightfully so because no. they are not up to par. We honestly don't. We just 
we don't eat casserole in, in Canada. Well, in Alberta, at least. Or sorry, yeah. the sovereign nation of Creepsville. We right. don't do we don't do yeah. casseroles. No. Boiled peanuts. Boiled penis? <laughs> as no, a, I was about to say as opposed food. as opposed to boiled penis. <laughs> ah, yes. Yes. One of my old nemeses. Boiled penis. <laughs> Whistle dogs? The wow. adventures of boiled penis and beef log baylog. <laughs> oh my god. We're getting into some dangerous territory. That, that's a Rob Eagle territory right there. Yes. That is that is dangerous to say the least. <laughs> Woof. Woof. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I, I I don't know what boiled peanuts are though. I do know what a deviled egg is. Do you? I do. Is that a southern food? I didn't think it was. I I just thought it was uh like, an, ap- like an appetizer thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I genuinely don't know. It might have come from the south, but yeah. I think it's pretty everywhere at this point. Steamed oysters. I guess if you live by water, it's probably more common. When you're yeah. when you're landlocked, it's not really a thing. Though I have, yeah. uh, I went to an oyster bar um, in Victoria, BC, once mm-hmm. and had like an oyster burger. It was amazing. I don't oyster know. Burger? An oyster burger. RJ, when you were when you were in Colorado, I don't know yeah. if you ever had those Rocky Mountain oysters. Uh, I. <laughs> Are you talking about like bull testicles? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking about real oysters. Real oysters. So I did have oysters once in Colorado, but I'm not gonna lie to you, buddy. I was a freshman in co- in college or like university, and I consumed a lot of things, and I don't really know what they were, and I don't really remember what they tasted like, because um, I was studying so hard, so hard. It's a it's a common euphemism to use Rocky Mountain oysters as a metaphor for passing things on the toilet for an extended period of time. Okay, this is news to me, but as frequently pointed out by people, I do not understand metaphors. Right. So Because they're not real. Well, art, nothing is real as right. far as I'm concerned. Before we continue, where in Colorado are you from? Right, uh, oh, Colorado like Springs. Ooh, I've been there. Right I've been there. Yeah. Real shit town. I'll tell you that much. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm it it seems like a nice place. I agree with you there. <laughs> oh, you you think it's a shit town? It's uh, it's something. I'll give you that. It seemed okay to me. It's it better okay than Denver. Yeah, Denver busy. Real busy. Denver Big. bad. Denver bad. Busy place. Pull, right, Jared? <clears throat> so just 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 for clarification here for our yeah. listeners, Rocky Mountain oysters or mountain oysters or meatballs, also known as prairie oysters in Canada, is a oh, dish made testicles. of bull testicles. The yeah. organs yep. are often deep fried after being skinned, coated in flour, pepper and salt, and sometimes pounded flat. This delicacy is most often served as an appetizer. The dish is served in parts of Canada where cattle ranching is prevalent and castration of young male animals is common. Mm-hmm. And young males. And young males. Yeah, ask Jarrett what he's got working down down mm-hmm. there. Not good. Uh, singing Costrado? Uh, well, I don't know. Depends on who you ask, yeah, man. Uh, there was an episode of like Worst Jobs in History starring Baldrick from Blackadder. 
Mm. And they talked mm. about the castrato and the process. It's like, well, we can't let these boys grow anymore. So they'd like take mm. them into like a hot bath and just like fucking liquor them up. And then they'd, the, the gesture the, the, the host made of just grinding with their hands as they destroy the testicles to prevent the hormones coming from, uh, uh, for their testosterone to come, creating, uh, you know, there's deeper voices that they, they don't want anymore. They don't want that. They want to always sing like angels. How many testicles have you destroyed lately? On this podcast? Yeah. <laughs> Just in general. I don't know. I, I think about the lives I've ruined, but... What about livelihoods, though? Lives and livelihoods? Yeah. Oh, I, I have nothing to do with those livelihoods. They're on, the, oh, okay. they're, they're on their own for that. Uh, that all being said, chicken fried steak. Yeah, it's awesome. I love it. I've, I think I it's, it's on the Denny's menu, and I think I might have had it once. I think you mean the Denny menu. Denny, Denny, Denny. It's good. Some people make it too salty, though. Yeah, biscuits and sausage gravy. Ugh. Not bad. <laughs> it's not bad. Uh, we that's actually we do not have that as a breakfast uh, item in Canada. You cannot get that in Canada. Only... Each time each time you mention these food items, it just makes me want to move to Canada more. They've <laughs> they've removed the problems in my mind. No, no biscuits and gravy, ketchup, <laughs> chips. I'm there. Oh, yeah. Man, and poutine. Oh, yeah. Poutine. Someone uh, at the in the staff cafeteria the other day, they wrote poutine, but they wrote it like poo tin. And I was like, that's funny. I think they did it intentionally or they didn't. And I'm making fun of someone who doesn't know how to spell, which is mean. But uh, I thought it was just a funny inside joke that they were doing. So poo. shrimp and grits. Uh, it's not bad. Grits. Great. Yeah. Grit, grits are. Yeah. I don't know if I've actually had grits. It's just kind of like oatmeal, yeah. but like yeah. like more like not as thick. So I actually in the summer, Andrew and I during our anniversary, we just went to Calgary for a day, and I got a breakfast. It was fried chicken, uh, eggs eggs Benedict. So it was grits, fried chicken, and then a like a poached egg on top, and it was fucking good. So on the so with your eggs Benedict, what did you actually get hollandaise or um, there was hollandaise, the, the, or was it the other one, the fake fake hollandaise? Oh, What's it called? No, Bernays hollandaise sauce. It was no, not Bernays. It was hollandaise, but it was a brown butter hollandaise bec- to go with the chicken. Fuck, it was good. Uh, what was this place called? Uh, Beltliner Diner in Calgary, Alberta. If anyone's interested, and yes, they can give us money if they want. So if <laughs> maybe they're tweet, already on Patreon. Where where where, so where, where, where did you say it was? The Beltliner. Uh, it was okay. on like uh, the Beltline Street. It was Beltliner Diner. But uh, you know, if if we have a lot of people like, hey, I want to come eat there. I heard about you on a podcast. Give them money. That'd be cool. You could also yeah, we'll, tweet uh, like Biden to give us money. We'll storm the Beltliner Diner. Hell yeah! And we're gonna order eighteen fucking thousand of these uh, fried chicken Benedicts. It was good. It was real good. We're almost there. Collard greens. Not a thing up here. Because no one, no. No, no one sells it. It's like couldn't a, get it if we wanted. Yeah, there's like a, once in a while, uh, Walmart will have it show up, and that's a it lasts for like, like a, a can oh, it, for like a week, and then it's just that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not a thing here. Yeah, I, uh, a, a former brother-in-law from ages ago. Uh, he was uh, from Arkansas, and so he was always talking about collard greens. 
Yeah, color greens. Like they're calling you at your house. They're like, "Hey, we got yeah, we got, we, we, got a, we, we got a big sale on the collard greens." <laughs> yeah, and I go call from collard greens. <laughs> yep. As uh, you know, people have mentioned before, probably one of the last landlines in all of the world, potentially. <laughs> Perhaps. Perhaps. Anyways, any other uh, any other food bits in there? Sweet tea. Mm. I love that shit. I love it. We can't I, get it here. Art, art. We can't get sweet tea in Canada. You're you're just encouraging me more because I go unsweet all the way. You're an unsweet guy. So the reason I like it is because we don't have sweet tea. We just have iced tea, which is just it's just right. sugar. It's not even it's, it's nothing. Uh, so when I went to the states, they're like, "Here, try this. It's sweet tea." And I was like, well, at first, I was like, "This is just bitter ass tea." sugar in it and then i and then i started to understand i was like oh this is bitter ass tea with sugar in it i was like i gotcha sugar head uh yeah i love sweet tea but uh yeah again can't get it up here not not the same not the same mm-hmm. yeah. game talk <laughs> oh boy with football season here guess i know you don't give a shit jd but what have been some of the saddest moments in sports for you as a sad vikings fan it would have to, uh, would have to be gut-wrenching way they lost the 1998 nfc championship game with a bosch field goal and the same thing happened to end last week's game thank goodness i don't let football losses ruin my week anymore Thanks for the time, Creeps and Dylan, and I look forward to hearing what this jiu-jitsu show is all about. Cheers. Cheers, Uh, Any any sad sports stories, RJ or Dylan? I don't know, Dylan. Are you a big sports boy? I'll let let you take this, RJ. (laughs) Dylan has a harp on his bed, Jared. I don't want to stereotype, (laughs) but I'm I'm assuming he was potentially not a big sports boy. Does Arizona have a sports team? Uh, yeah, they have a yeah. couple. They have uh, the yeah. Cardinals is their NFL okay. team. Their uh, Diamondbacks the baseball team is the oh, Diamondbacks. So you got a hat? I, yeah, because I bought it for five bucks at Walgreens. <laughs> hey, Jared owns one hat as well. I, two. I also own one hat. You I, own two hats now, Jared? I've got a Baylog auction hat and a Showcase Comics hat. Ah, nice. I thought you also had a Kangol hat like Sam Jackson for a mm-hmm. while. Yeah, I, I got I got in on that craze back in 1997. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, okay. I, I can tell you guys don't care about sports. So, I played sports all through junior high, high school. I like sports. I watch sports. But I have never been a person who has gotten deeply emotionally invested in teams or sport itself i have favorite teams and i root for them to win but like you know like like you see people it's like their team loses and they like kick a hole in their wall and it's just like relax yeah i know yeah yeah there are people who get real worked up i have never been that much into it so like it's like i i watch football uh week to week and uh, like not a lot i'll watch one game maybe and uh I'll try to watch the Steelers. I hope they win. If they don't lose, I'll go, eh, that's too bad. But, uh, yeah, so I, maybe not the answer they were looking for, but uh, definitely, um, I don't know. I, I don't get too worked up about it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and that's that's for the best. Yeah. You're not screaming at the TV screen or punching holes in the drywall. Rioting yeah. in the streets. You save that for when... Godard doesn't put some weird sex scene in his movie. Exactly. 
Exactly. That's what I saved my rage for. I don't get worked up about a lot of things. French New Wave Cinema? Fuck right out of here. Mm-hmm. Get gone. Be, yeah, be gone. That's about it. Be gone. Just French cinema in general, I Thanks. One last email. We've, we're close. We're close. close. From one Samuel Loveland. Ooh, who writes baby. in saying, I've seen Seinfeld. Oh. <laughs> hey, Crates. Someone emailed in last week saying I should check out Seinfeld because I'd relate to the character of George. I actually have seen Seinfeld every episode at least once. It's one of my Ooh. favorite shows, and FYI, I've been told I'm more of a Kramer. I've actually emailed oh, in about wow. Seinfeld before. I believe it was actually the email that made Jared laugh the hardest he's ever laughed, or at least the week after. I think it was the week after. But yes, uh, Seinfeld's been discussed. It's been discussed. Yeah, um, uh, that, that, that was from, uh, I believe, Oliver is who you're uh, question, mm. that question originated from. Yeah. I think it was RJ who mentioned wanting to try just being a pumpkin. Well, I have good news. <laughs> Apparently, a common experience when tripping on saliva or salvia? Salvia. 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 Is the user becoming an inanimate object or plant. I've heard stories of people becoming fence posts, rocks, and trees. Funnily enough, uh, salvia is actually legal in Utah. It is. Or at least it's not a controlled substance, so you can buy it at head shops and stuff. Same with Creepsville. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I, I, uh, I had a bunch of friends who would do salvia in high school, and it was like you'd get like super ripped for like 10 minutes, and then you would be fine. But uh, I never did it because I, would, I saw how they were, and they were like – they were like crawling on the floor, I'm like, Ugh, and I was like, holy <laughs> shit. And I was like, this isn't good. So, uh, but I mean, yeah, if it made you feel like a pumpkin, that would be cool. Cause that's pretty much all I've been looking for is to be a pumpkin. So I like pumpkins. Do you know what I mean? That's it. What was the question? Uh, that was more of a, it was a statement. Okay. Okay. Uh, anyways, Yujetsu is a great movie, and for Dylan, as well as anyone else who's a big fan of Kenji Mizuguchi, I'd suggest reading Tag Gallagher's essay on him. Apparently, uh, Tadao Sato also has a good book on him, but I haven't read it. Anyways, no burning questions this week. Have a good show, and good luck, Dylan. Sam, Slam, Love Machine, Loveland. So it sounds like uh, you beat uh, Robert, Robert here. You beat him. Because he's uh, creeping in on me, I guess. He he knows I've got tens of thousands of Mizuguchi posters on my yeah. mm-hmm. my white stained walls. Mm-hmm. Um, that's crazy. I don't know. He must have set up cameras. I guarantee there's cameras in there. I guarantee <laughs> mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and uh, I mean, even it's like I said, even doing this, your your life is probably done, bud. And I don't right. mean to cut you short because you seem like a nice kid. But like uh, tomorrow, you're gonna go. Your bank account's gonna be in negative overdraft. Yep. Your uh, people won't talk to you anymore, and you'll be like, "Hey, best friend," and they'll be like, mm. "They'll go, yeah, we listen. We listen to the episode. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it'll just be the end, and then you'll right. be like us. And look, and then uh, yeah, look, I'll have to... look at what you could be like. You too could own a Bane <laughs> statue. That's what your life is like if you continue down this road. This is a cautionary tale for everyone out there. Don't be like us. Don't buy bait statues. Because that'll haunt you for your whole life. Ever. And ever. Andrew's like, you should sell that. And I was like, 
No one would buy it. No one's gonna buy that. Like. Anyways. Anyways, that's just. Yeah. Well, thanks. Uh, I mean, the emails were great. So uh, thank you to all people emailing in. Always. People good. answered the call. People answered the call. There's didn't still eight 10. of us. Still didn't get ten. I won't go on until I get ten. No. It's the way it works. You have to be spared that. Right. Yeah. For now. Mm-hmm. I, I I remember the one time it happened. It did happen once. It did no. happen once. No. Yeah. It was a wild week. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> wild times. Uh, well, gents, um, what you been creeping on this week? I've watched nothing, but I would like to hear what Dylan Fra has been watching. If you would oh, like to tell oh us. Boy. All right. Well, uh, I was gonna load. I was gonna load you up like Sam did. Ooh. But uh, it turned out this is the busiest week of the year so far, and I went uh, maybe not. That's okay. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I was. I was even gonna rewatch the last stretch of Voyager just to <laughs> just to be there with you. Wow. Maybe, well, maybe next week. Maybe next week we'll make it home. Will we yeah. ever make it home? No one knows. Maybe I'll next re- week. I'll rewatch Endgame and once again realize why Voyager is the weakest of the original Star Trek shows. But uh, this week, I got to catch up with you. Mm-hmm. I popped on some Mike Lee. Mm. And uh, it was something. It... <laughs> it's something, yeah. all right. What'd you watch? Yeah. I watched uh, I watched Naked, mm-hmm. and I had listened to the show before. I kind of had an idea in my head, and it was nothing like that at all. And what I don't, was it like? It was uh, I don't know, I don't know. It was enjoyable, as Jared pointed out. It was very well made. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's got it's got those scenes that that Justin Peterson brought up a little bit. Nothing super explicit, but a little little troublesome. Mm-hmm. Looking on Letterboxd, I can see I've lost complete faith in everyone. Because someone has... I don't know if you, you've read this review. I've I've told everyone Brian and Johnny in an empty building should be a new HBO miniseries. And someone has commented sitcom. It's no, not thanks. funny. It's not funny. It's not a sitcom, guys. There's a reason I said, said series. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd pass on the sitcom, but that's just well, me. I mean, they are from Moscow. That's true. That's <laughs> it's problematic. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Other than that, I watched uh, The Big Sleep every every mm-hmm. week this year. Uh, a professor and I are getting together and going through some noirs. So every I, week. Every week. Ooh, every risky. Week. Yeah. Yeah, you know, nice. or maybe we'll have to start a podcast. I, <laughs> I recommend it. You should do a Criterion podcast going spine by spine. Backwards. Yes. Ooh. Yes. We'll yeah. meet in the middle. <laughs> and then we can all stop. Mm-hmm. But uh, I watched The Big Sleep. Uh, and this movie's terrific. I don't know if either of you have seen it. I have seen it. I don't think I have. And I, uh, no. What did I drop on that bad boy? Let's see. Four Let's stars. Uh, four I watched stars. it about five years ago. I gave it a, a, you know, a big four out of five. It's pretty. It's a big Duncan rating. That's that, that's, 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 that's actually that's pretty good for a for a film noir. Usually, 
there, there's like a line that they never quite hit, and this is one of those ones that does. I think kind of I, do, I does, it does everything. I was, I was, you know, prowling. I was on the prowl. Mm-hmm. I noticed uh, you, you go pretty soft on the film noirs. They, they tend to go down a bit. He's partial maybe, to them. Uh, maybe that's what happened to the third man. Yeah, I can hope. Uh, <laughs> that that jazz soft weird jazz music is just so distracting <laughs> it's like new york jazz kind of it's it's bizarre very bizarre it just pisses me off that the uh criterion of it's out of print still yeah stupid uh studio canal yeah a couple of years ago this is, sorry i'm getting way off track but a couple of That's years okay. ago welcome to the podcast <laughs> yeah you're in uh here in Phoenix, they have a place called the Film Bar, and one of the dudes there had the, the out-of-print Blu-ray, and he, he screened it there. It was quite an experience. It was good to see that on the big screen. You went all good. Yeah. Crazy people. Right. Uh, yeah. It was, it was. Speaking of which, okay, I'm going full off track now. I think I told you I went to the Jackson Brown concert. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I can I can equally tell you that it's the exact same as movie theaters. Um, mm. Everyone was loud. Everyone was hugely disrespectful and yelling all the time. A guy above me uh, poured ice down my shirt for uh, no reason. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how wow. charming. And, uh... <laughs> I, was, I was like, the thing that popped immediately to my head was. Uh, uh, in the movie Ghost World, Steve Buscemi at the uh, at the sports bar while the uh, the one um, like gr- uh, bluegrass musician is uh, performing, I guess, and he's just, mm-hmm. he's just so disrespectful. <laughs> it's just like because the world's shit now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was it was disheartening because everyone in the audience, I'm sure I was the youngest one there by leaps and bounds. Everyone was seventy plus. I got to sit next to a, a kindly old seventy year old man who regaled some tales but it blows me away that even the even the elderly are on this bandwagon of hatred and disrespect <laughs> mm-hmm. did, did they have their phones out and like they did recording they everything did. Oh, of course they yes do. yeah but uh luckily jb sounded great that's good he's 72 and he's still belting it out yeah. still you know? kicking Played some new stuff, which was, uh, but he's written, I don't know, what, seven of my favorite songs ever, so I'll let it slide. No. It's like, uh, we're going to play some new stuff, and you go, wish you wouldn't. Yeah, that's uh, that's what the old people yelled, for sure. Uh, yeah, I would anyways, never but... say that for, in real life, but, uh, you know. Anyways, back to the big sleep, though. Uh, sure. <laughs> Humphrey Bogart in it. Bogie? terrific he was fantastic the dialogue is really sharp it's raymond chandler i think because it's uh yeah what's his what's his character marlo philip marlo yeah pumpkin escobar uh but i i found out the screenplay was written in collaboration <laughs> by, uh, by william faulkner yeah. i don't know how well you boys know literature well but that's a, a little bit strange so thing oh well well, so so like I think it's like I'm not sure where the reference in Barton Fink comes from because it's kind of a combination of like Tennessee Williams and I think William Faulkner about like their experience of coming to Hollywood, um, and like writing I guess. 
and so I'm not sure if it, I think it's more Tennessee Williams, but there's just like this idea of these like s- southern <laughs> writers working in that right. system. Yeah, mm-hmm. much drinking, yes. much drinking, smoking, and such yeah. wow, such. But yeah, if you haven't seen The Big Sleep, probably a a top tier noir to investigate. Are you saying to not sleep on yes. The Big Sleep? I am. I'm also saying to just not sleep in general. As Jared has many times told us, uh, you don't need sleep. Mm-hmm. I you can't. Can stay, I can't. You can agree. stay up as late as you want. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's what this film is about. I, I can't get on board with this. I, I genuinely can't. Sleep is the best. Everyone should sleep as much as they possibly can. <laughs> uh, yeah, I stand by that. Dylan, are you going to check out To Have and Have Not, also with Humphrey Bogart and also uh, screenplay co-written by William Faulkner? Uh, I guess I better put it on this little uh, noir list I threw together. To Have and Have Not. You could also not. It's, put it's it more. On I guess it's uh, technically it is more of a uh, romance war adventure film. Whoa! Yeah. Sounds like a Denny Villeneuve movie. Oh, with yeah, it sounds like my favorite film, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Ooh, <laughs> this is the best. Right? Yeah. The best. The best of the best, Jared. Uh, best. But yeah, I saw uh, I saw RJ finish some HBO shows this week. Uh, I wasn't going to even talk about that. But uh, I'd like to hear about it, you know. There's <laughs> another thing I went, oh, I could catch up with. And then I saw it was 500 minutes and I went, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's not? okay. I, uh, I mean, if, you, if you're done, then uh, I could I can breeze through these pretty quick. What about yeah. you, Jared? You got anything to talk about? God, J-Dog? no. J-Dog? No. <laughs> no. Okay, well, uh, real quick, I watched UFO which is a four episode series. And I actually watched two episodes of this like, like three, four weeks ago (laughs) with Andrea. And then like for a while, I was like, do you want to keep watching this? And she's like, no, I don't. (laughs) And I went, okay. Uh, It's like a JJ Abrams, like documentary. And it's basically just like, this is what we know. These are the men involved. And it's like one of those. And it's not bad. It's all just about like the kind of, and like what has now been since like like undisclosed or like disclosed i guess in the last like four or five months where it was like yeah there's stuff we don't know what it is like obama was saying that too this is basically about that kind of stuff so they talk about aliens and shit and uh i don't know it's kind of it's kind of weird like it's good and bad in the way that these things always can be like there's some cool stuff and then there's a lot of posturing where they're just like what if this and then you're like all right. Uh, the thing I didn't like was um, Tom DeLonge from Blink-182 is like a big UFO guy, like big <laughs> alien guy. And then there's like a weird segment here where they're like, and he's like leading this charge. And then it cuts to a guy and he's like, it's like, I don't know Tom DeLonge, but he seems like a useful idiot. And then it's like, he just shits on him for like three, four minutes. And I was like, whoa, it's like, where is this coming from? Because it was like, all these people are like, yeah, aliens are real. And then it's like, this guy's like, Tom DeLong's like, aliens are real. And the guy's like, fuck that guy. 
piece of shit. And I was like, this is very bizarre. Uh, the best part of this is uh, they talk about this like billionaire guy. I can't remember his name, but uh, he bought Skinwalker Ranch and then like set up like surveillance teams there for years. That's a, easily the coolest part of this. I wish there was just a show on that. Like uh, if you guys don't know about Skinwalker Ranch, you should look it up. Uh, apparently it's just a hotbed for like abnormal activity. It was cool. But uh, this show in general, I don't know. I don't know. Probably not for most people. Uh, but we did watch The Night Of, which is that Riz Ahmed, John Turturro show. And uh, it um, it was real good. It was, uh, it was very good. It's like, I think I mentioned the other day, it is grim. Like, way grimmer than I thought it would be. Where I was like, I know it's about like a wrongful conviction. Maybe a uh, guy in prison who shouldn't be. Um, but it was like watching it that you you actually i think you do get a sense of dread watching it you're like uh prison is scary because i even said andrew i was like i don't want to go to prison she's like why would you go to prison i was like <laughs> he's like i well why would he go to prison like i was like it could happen to anyone i was like i wouldn't survive baby mm-hmm. uh, i was like look at me um but uh yeah no it was it was a good show um john Turturro is great riz ahmed is super good uh it's it's very uh, in line with judicial system stuff and like prison system stuff, which is depressing. But I mean, it's what the world is. So it's a bummer. But uh, good show. Have you s- seen such show? Dylan Fred? I have not. Uh, it, it looked interesting. And I was intrigued, but do, it's do a you lengthy. Have, do you have a, an HBO Max subscription? It comes and goes. At the moment, I do. Uh, <laughs> so, so you got it for that Snyder cut, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. I, I'm such a, I'm a really big fan of Zach and his yeah. work. I, uh, I won't out them just uh, in case, but uh, a listener of the show tried to give me their HBO Max uh, logins with a VPN and stuff, uh, but it was um, HBO Max has VPN uh, monitors or like things that pick that up so i even though i signed on it was like "Mm -mm, you are not it was like you're using a vpn switch to your real thing so we can prove like authenticate that you are in the united states and i went oh well (laughs) well you you didn't go online talk about the fascism uh incels is what i was talking uh you blame you you blame blame the incels yeah it's like i said i uh everything is incels to me now so, right, you could you could remake Salo, Salo with incels, but uh, but it's incels, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much what that movie is, anyways. It's just sexual oppression, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, boys? All right, hold on, I'll give you two more because I have some from last week. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I watched Murder My Sweet to start this little noir escapade. Mm-hmm. Nice. And it is not as good. Uh, it's a little rougher around the edges, but I'd still say probably worth a watch. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I got my, I cracked out my Criterion Blu-ray to rewatch uh, The Vanishing. Ooh. My Blu-ray that is the worst cover ever. Speaking of uh, Criterion covers, yeah, is that just the uh, red line. Here, hold on, like I'll, hold on, I'll grab it. Hold on, okay. <laughs> Chit chat yeah. amongst yourselves. All right, all right. R. We J. could also just be silent. <laughs> Total fucking silence. Total silence. Ah, oh, there. It is. Yeah, it's like 
Was that Rasturbator, Jarrett? Is that what that's called? Rasturbator? Yeah, isn't that what that's called? That's Rasturbator, right? Uh, that... I, have, I have no idea. I oh, that... yeah. And it's like the, the dot art. I think it's called Rasturbator. <laughs> I think. Is that not what that is? Well, it's like posterize. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's not posterize. Uh, it's like a filter, but the idea is like, oh, it's like. When someone goes missing, and it's a close-up of the the dots on the paper. Uh, Rasturbate. Rasturbate. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, it's like the dots. Uh, yeah, the like the original DVD cover with, it's like, the, with the black and the moody like. Oh, it's, it's so good. The, the gas station at yeah. night, and then even I've seen some releases that have the the missing poster of of Sasuke. Yeah. And that would be a great pick, but apparently Criterion said we can only afford to put hundreds of black dots on on this. It's know. it's a choice. Uh, yeah, I think that they probably. I do wonder if someone will one day write a book about like the behind the scenes of the of of like what goes on there. Because like I'm wondering if there's like one guy who's been in charge for a very long time. And his like window well, of time when he was good, his long past, and he's just still there. Um, I've looked into this a little bit yeah. because I was because I'm I'm against you guys mostly in that they have bad art. I think most of the time it is decent. Or oh, I used to love acceptable. See, I used to love their stuff. Like that was like one of the biggest selling features I think of Criterion's for a very long time. Right. Is that they had these amazing like they didn't look like any other DVD, but. Yeah. As time's gone on, there's a lot of like whiffs, and you're like, oh, yeah. that's not exciting. But, but then you look at other companies that aren't Criterion, these like other like, boutique labels, and they have really great covers. And you're like, what happened? You can't say, you yeah. can't say, you, you can no longer say Criterion does the best covers. And at one point, you 100% could. That's true. Arrow has some pretty great covers. Yeah. And even so do some other ones. But, anyways, The Vanishing. Yes. Uh, You've talked about it on the show, so I won't spend too much time. It's oh, but, but but for many people listening right now, they've never listened to that episode in their entire life. And they That's never true. will. So you can talk about it all you want. Because if they listen to it, they'll get vanished. Yeah, you don't want that to happen. So I got a lot of weird obsessions when it comes to, to movies and stuff. And one of them, I think like RJ, is Unexplained Disappearances. That was me. Or that was you, That yeah. was me. Yeah. Because you have a fear of it, I think I recall you saying. Or, yeah, uh, it's it's something that keeps me up at night. <laughs> if if my mind if my mind goes that way, and if I read a story about that stuff, it uh, it, it it brings me back to those thoughts. Because <laughs> yeah. well, just the other day, um, there, I mean, this isn't the same thing, but it's in the ballpark. There's some woman they found on these rocks who like was all like she obviously had a fall, but she had like no memory of who she was. Like she she couldn't remember anything. And I'm always like, man, that's uh, that's horrifying too, yeah. in a different way. Because it's like, yeah, you're just yeah, you you can't remember anything, and no one knows who you are, and you got to take totally. the words for other strangers. So it's, I mean, obviously, if it happened to you, you would have no idea. But uh, our sense of what ourselves are is just so. And you're just gone. Extent, you're just like, existentialism. <laughs> yeah. yeah. RJ leaves for two seconds and comes back to our discussion as Soren Kierkegaard. What, what do you mean, <laughs> leaves? I, I've been here the whole... I mean, metaphysically, sure. Yeah, sometimes I drift between plane to plane. But, uh, you know, there's a... 
there's a there's a couple of things in in film that as and just in life that has always interested me and one of those is just unexplained disappearances that's why i famously like picnic at hanging rock which some people are not so uh, i want it to be so, i want it to be so much better than it is you know i can appreciate that perspective yeah because yeah. like, uh, but the you, vanishing yeah. yes the vanishing but the vanishing uh nails it and it's not it's not quite the same because we right. get an explanation of the disappearance but yeah just this is it's 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 a perfect film about obsession and how the need for closure can lead you down this really dark path <laughs> because Rex our main character just he ruins everything he's got an okay life even when we come back to him he's got his girlfriend and everything and he he picks a, a dark way to go and i won't say too much more great it's great the squeaky wheel gets the grease i think is the old expression on that one yeah well uh yeah i'm i'm already covered in grease like rj well yeah only on the forehead though yeah yeah. Only on the forehead. Yeah. Only. Only. For now. For now. But uh, for the for the listeners at home, I'm going to encourage you to do what I do now and use the vanishing as a verb. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe maybe RJ's misspoken, and you walk up to him very menacingly as a Frenchman and say, "I'm going to the vanishing you." <laughs> I mean, people have said such things to me in real life, so Jarrett more than anyone. Mm-hmm. Some my, people uh, try to straw dogs me all the time, <laughs> and it's uh, I'm ready now. Well, that, 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 I mean, that could well, but who who is the who's the straw dog? Is it Dustin Hoffman or the the rapist uh, home invaders? Who's to say? Yeah. It's hard to say. Yeah. Who's to say? Because it is what I want to know. singular. It's like it's an American well, mathematician You're just having fun in England. Well, England in general, Jarrett. You know how I feel about that. Mm-hmm. I know. I, I did say I was going to take a break on England for a while. What was it? Uh, it's been a week. Who, yeah, who did who did I start bashing last week again? The Slovaks. Oh yeah, the Slavs, as you put the it. The Slavs. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. Yeah, where's where's no. George Hosschleimer, the Lithuanian friend? Where is he? <laughs> I think if you're going to bash anyone, uh, the French are the most deserving. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, they're the ones who, too, they're not listening anyways. And if they were listening, fuck them. There's no French people listening to this. Come on. I'll, I'll co-sign that. Wow. Yeah. No this no French. The, 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 the hatred on this show, my word. <laughs> We're like the old people in the Jackson Brown audience. <laughs> Rampant yeah. xenophobia. That raw incel uh, energy yeah. shines through. See, it's it's part, permeated to me too, and it's that's the problem. We are the problem. We're J. We're J. Uh, it's like Wario, <laughs> but we're J. Like Wario. Yeah. Should I, should I do Wario this Halloween again, or do Spock? I those are my two alternates. I, yeah. I can alternate. Well, it's it's you have to. This is what the what year is this then? It was the off year for uh, Spock. Last year was Spock, so I, I guess I should be Wario again this year. I guess so. Or uh, Data. 
or a third you know my hair's getting long i could probably i could probably be snake i could probably be like venom snake oh. like look i almost got a little pony <laughs> so, here so this is like gonna be every year whatever like your niche thing that my you got thing? really obsessed with that year that, that's what you'll play out at, on halloween on the grandest I, stage of them all on halloween ju- day ju- just three of them though wario spock and maybe snake that's the i'm gonna stop at three i don't need more than three outfits that's it yeah you're gonna have a box you will, will, will you have a cardboard box yeah, it's necessary. Yeah, Side so. note, talking about outfits. So, you know, I was saying we're looking at houses. Yeah. We were in a house the other day, and it, uh, I always look in closets and drawers and in people's stuff because, like, I need to know what's in there. Uh, and uh, this individual, this guy, owned 16 white Under Armour shirts, six black Under Armour shirts, and three brown Under Armour shirts. They were all the same shirt. He just had many many of them so uh do you guys also own 16 of the same white under armor shirt or the same shirt in general i guess is what i'm asking i have various brands of white undershirts yeah this was not an undershirt this was this was their main shirt this was hung up on a hanger 16 oh shirts in their closet like exercise shirts yeah but i think that this yeah, person just wore them in like just as their shirt okay because yeah, they were hung up on a hand i'm not terribly familiar with the under armor brand it is not it's just it's, it's, not, a, it's a white not, shirt with a little under armor symbol that's it that's that, all okay that's fucking weird <laughs> there's 16 of them oh, i counted because i went that's a lot of white shirts yeah and i went how many is that i went holy shit that's 16 uh, that yeah that that's uh huh it's weird, right? <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was weird. But uh, yeah. anyways, <laughs> whatever else you guys want to talk no. about, I am also cool with that. Uh, an addendum to my uh, favorite albums. I would probably throw some Otis Redding oh. on that list as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, probably toss up between Otis Redding sing Soul or The Dock of the Bay. Mm. Poor Otis, dead and gone, yeah. left me here to sing his song. It's hmm. a door song. See, I didn't, I didn't know you were going fancy, Jared. I could have throw through some Coltrane on there for you, intellectual Ooh. stuff. Mm. Oh, I'm, I'm, did you say? Coldplay? I'm sorry. Did, did you say Coldplay? <laughs> yeah, I did say Coldplay. I did. That, that's what yeah, that's John Coldplay. Yeah. John Coldplay. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he's a Grammy uh, award winner. Big yeah. in the jazz. In mm-hmm. The jazz. Mm-hmm. The jazz. He he invented the jazz. I think maybe potentially. Yeah. Maybe. Actually, Miles Davis is pretty good too. But I, I actually I think I like Coltrane more. How do you feel about uh, Charles Mingus, the greatest oh, jazz? <laughs> Chuck Mingus. I do like. Uh, I like a little Mingus. I like, um, I think, I know people, I know music, like, purists don't like, like, greatest hits or anything like that, but uh, I think there's Mingus, 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 mm-hmm. which I think is a co- compilation, and that's really good. I think it's Mingus, 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 Mingus. I think Mingus? so. That one's pretty good. Yeah. Some smooth jazz, baby. How do you feel about the Mingus dynasty? not as good as the Ming dynasty, but uh, a right. few things are. few things are. Yeah. That was really the peak of everything. Well, yeah, Ming look at what we're doing now. 
Ming Dynasty, they're like fighting dragons and making pots and like doing like all sorts of crazy infrastructure and engineering. And look at us now. Bane statues. That's what the that's what society has come to. You can thank the Ming Dynasty for your Bane statue. Well yeah, if they didn't invent porcelain, where would we be? Right. Where would we be? Not here. Not here. Not here. In a much darker world. You gentlemen have any news to report? Uh, people own sixteen of the same T-shirt. That's pretty troubling news. Mm-hmm. I, I, I guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, a, a gentleman. Yeah. I think uh, I think I wrote in and told you Dune's coming out soon. I don't know when. I seen it's it's clearly out in Europe though because I've seen a few yes, of is. my. Uh, letterbox people I follow they they're watching dune dropping big three stars on it so oh that's uh it's it's fine it's fine it seems it's like oh good I mean there's obviously the uh the denny uh stands who are just like loading it up with five stars oh yeah but much I like that the blade runner 2049 it's uh I don't know what the how people are how that's gonna translate to box office mm. will it be boffo uh I'd, I'd like to i'd like to thank you boys because uh, <laughs> you know you know uh you hate movies and, and you you systematically make others hate hate movies too dude's not out till october uh, 22nd in canada that, so it's like a month away still for this thing mm-hmm. but uh I, I went into blade runner 2049 thinking it was pretty good and I, I just like to say your discussion of it brought it down to not that great, uh, and I, I really appreciate that. We didn't, uh, we didn't totally mean to do that. It's, it just happened. We, we saved right. one, RJ. We saved one. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. One at a time. Um. Yeah. No. There, there was some guy that really did not like that I didn't care for blade runner 2049 and that was when i gave them was hunting you yeah he would like show up he was like posting on other reviews and 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 then till i was like you i can block him (laughs) and Mm -hmm. and that was the end of it and it's like yes it's just that easy i don't know like and i think i gave it like three stars (laughs) or something like that and and then now i've downgraded it because i've on on rewatch i was like no this is this is the same problem it's i don't know yeah it it was a completely different uh movie and the person was like commenting on those it was like you it's like i'm still not happy about your blade runner review and i was like okay you need to apologize frowny yeah. face yeah, one, i'm like do, do i do i was like i'm not even that mean one of my friends really really loves 2049 and the original to be fair uh but that's the one who made me watch only god forgives and uh he will not be forgiven for that for only God forgives. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I think I saw when I think when you logged that, I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. That that movie, man, super frustrating movie. That thing is. Yes. Super frustrating uh, filmmaker, one might say. Yeah. Entire yeah. entirely. Or Raffin, Mr. Nicholas Wenyu Raffin. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Jordorowski Dune. Yeah, Mr. Drive. Mr. Drive. Mr. Drive. Mr. Drive. That's what that movie should have been called. I think it would have been a lot better. Yeah? 
Mr. Drive. It, it makes it uh, makes a lot more sense. What's this guy do? He drives. Remember What's his he, name? Drive. Mister. Remember he, Mr. Drive. Remember when he couldn't get away mm-hmm. from that movie? It was like that's all anyone talked about. And here we are, t- ten, 10 years later, and it's kind of a. It, it's oh yeah, people really cared. People still really care. You'll you'll find this the more you explore various uh, yeah. film circles. Is, is this like uh, La La Land care? Hmm. I'm still on the La La Land train, but uh, I, I think the movie's the fine. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it, La La Land's a perfectly fine movie. I did like it, but the way people talked about that movie was kind of, mm. kind of, kind of crazy, kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a lot of modern film. Yeah. These people with their A24 tattoos. <laughs> Oh, like right here, the A24? Oh, yeah, there right it is. The, right right, on, the, right see, on the throat? <laughs> just right here, see you see this the, one? Under right the here? greasy sweat. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's so greasy. What did you call it, a greasy vase? Yeah. Or something something like that? Interesting, interesting. Outstanding. All right, well, yeah, I don't know. Apparently there's nothing happening in the world of movies. It's just, uh, oh, the Emmys happened. They did. I watched maybe 10 minutes of them because uh, they were on after one of the NFL games. And uh, it was, it happened. It happened. Mm -hmm. Awards were given. Supposedly. Supposedly. (laughs) Allegedly. Yeah. There's no proof. Well, we can't validate that. Yeah. Mm hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, we got a movie to review. We do. Sure. Speaking of greasy vases. Yes. <laughs> the greasiest. After the break. Don't don't leave your wife and kid alone. Go or what? <laughs> don't. <laughs> don't do that. One of the Criterion fans will come grab them. <laughs> mm. Gross, gross people they are. You great tearing people. Oh, yeah, it's not good. No. Leaping and hopping on a moon shadow. Moon shadow, moon shadow. And if I ever lose my hands, lose my plow, lose my land. Oh, if I ever lose my hands, oh, we. I won't have to work no more And if I ever lose my eyes If my colors all run dry Yes, if I ever lose my eyes Oh, I won't have to cry no more Yes, I'm being followed by a moon shadow Moon shadow, moon shadow Leaping and hopping on a moon shadow, moon shadow, moon shadow. And if I <laughs> this is tough on the leg. <laughs>
サチウス期宿命に泣く妻私は夫婦とも稼ぎで気楽に働いて3人楽しく日を過ごすことができればとそればかりを願っているのです独房に走り妻を忘れた男ああ醍醐味だああ天国だ陶水を秘めた魔性の女でももうあなたは私のものになりました<音声>これから私のために命を尽くしてくださらなければいけません儚い野望の幻に取りつかれた男大きな望みを持たずに出世ができるか望みは大会の私か運命の濁流に転落する女女房がこんなに落ちぶれてもお前が出世すればそれでみんな帳消しささあ今夜お前も客になってこう見させてもらった方で落ちぶれ女この私をお買いよ私はこの声を聞くたびに体が震えるのです呪いの声です断ち切れぬこの世の執着の声抱いてくださいその声は憎らしい憎らしい死にきれなかったんだ死ねなかったんだ美しい幻想と厳しい現実との工作を背景に巨匠溝口賢治が情熱を傾けて描き尽くす生々しい人間の姿This is the Criterion Creeps podcast, and tonight we're talking about Yujitsu from 1953, directed by Kenji Mizuguchi, and we are joined by Patreon guest co-host Dylan Frew. Hello, good sir. Hello. From under There's the sea. <laughs> that uh, I was going to say is that a, is that Bane or is yeah. that SpongeBob? Yeah, that, that would be Bane. That's a little Bane. See now for you YouTube folks, which uh, Dylan. See, I think <laughs> this was, is one of those But rare... the same level of comprehension. <laughs> All, almost the same. This is one of those rare occurrences where uh, you know, Dylan, you started out as a YouTube person, yeah. and I think sometimes you're like, "What <laughs> are they talking about? I don't understand." Uh, and now you're in on it. You're part of yes. the joke. Part of, or part so, of the problem. Or part Probably. of the problem. Yeah. yeah. Who's to say? Be part Who's of the solution, say? buddy. Right. Which solution is that? Uh, talking about Japanese cinema. Oof, I don't know about that, man. So this movie's not good enough to have a tagline. 
So, no? so we're going to jump right to the synopsis. In 16th century Japan, peasants Genjuro and Tobei sell their earthenware pots to a group of soldiers in a nearby village in defiance of a local sage's warning against seeking to profit from warfare. Genjuro is pursuit of both riches and the mysterious lady Wakasa, as well as Tobai's uh, desire to become a samurai, run the risk of destroying both themselves and their wives, Miyagi and Oma. They're going to destroy their wives? <laughs> They're going to destroy their <laughs> wives' lives. Oh, I love, shit. I love your readings of all the Japanese words, how they slowly become more hushed. It's like, oh, Tobai. Oh. Tobai. Tobai. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's 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 all I, I, all, all the Japanese uh, uh, intonation I know is from Game Center CX. Uh, if, yes. if anyone's ever watched that, excellent excellent program. Is that like Ninja Warrior? <laughs> Much like. Or what was the yeah? What was the Ninja goofy Warrior. one? The one where it's like White they're belt. they're blowing up like uh, body doubles or like the like the yeah. body masses and like and hitting them with like maces. Yeah, like the and... su- this super goofy Japanese one that wasn't like actual like Ninja Warriors. Like uh, people are actually in shape for this. Like the super super goofy one. Which one is that? I was thinking of a completely ultimate different... Ninja Warrior. I was thinking of a completely different thing. I was thinking about the one show where. They would do like Vikings versus ninjas or other warriors. Oh, and then, my death battle thing or whatever. I can't remember what it was called, but yeah, they that yeah. that 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 was like, that was good times. Testing out these weapons they'd have and who was the most efficient at killing, and they were using science to uh, mm-hmm. determine it using metrics. You know, that's oh. how you, that's how you figure out all what, what's good and bad and what's the best metrics. Hmm. What metric do you use? Um, it's not quantifiable. Sorry. Really? No. I'm about quality. Just oh. just like the Criterion Collection. Wow. Yeah. You hear about this? You hear about this? I haven't. Uh, so first of all, this movie I watched uh, about five years ago, I guess, for the first time okay. ever. Okay. How about how about okay. you two? When was the first time you watched this movie? Uh, I was at the original premiere. Oh, yeah. I uh, I'm a big Yujetsu guy. I'm uh, me and uh, um, I don't know if you guys know um, Roosevelt, like <laughs> Theodore. No. Me and him were there, and uh, yeah, me and Big Ted. Yeah, I call him Ted. I, I know a lot of people don't know. Him, he, uh, but, uh, did he ever show you his big stick? Mm-hmm. I mean, he had a stick, and he 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 used it a lot, but he never he didn't really bring attention to it. Do you know what I mean? Well, like exactly. Yeah, it was just like I have a stick. There's some holes in your story, RJ, but go on. <laughs> no, I'm just saying I was there. With, I was there. So with with the corpse of uh, Franklin Roosevelt. Well, I don't know if I mean I don't want to say what condition his life status was. That seems a little bit inappropriate. Well, maybe maybe it was a ghost. Could have been. Could have been. Could have been. Which would Could've be been. fitting. Uh, I mean, other than that, this is the first I've seen it. So uh, what about you, Dylan Fra? Uh, I think I'm in a similar boat here. I think I was. This is the first time? No, no, no. Uh, not, not with you. Since the original? Uh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. I think I, Sorry. Continue. I think I watched uh, Ugetsu maybe five or six years ago. But I watched it on a, a YouTube rip. 
and now I have my my great Criterion DVD here. Or is this a Blu-ray? It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, but uh, big quality difference. Uh, and I'm here to I'm here to help you. Ooh, uh, Japanese for later. everyone. Uh, but let's just say I I loved it the first time, and I I did rewatch it this week. Okay, we're, we're gonna find out if that love holds up. Mm. I guess. We'll see. Right, right. We'll see. Um, we'll see. So let's let's run it down. Uh, feel free to interject uh, as we go. Uh, these movies often open up with sort of menacing uh, opening titles. Yeah, actually, I I was watching it in our shared common room here at like eleven at night because Jared told me I shouldn't sleep. Uh, yeah. Wow, that's so, bad advice. So, or great so I this bad boy on, wow. and, and the volume's at 30 or something, and it's just going... Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm glad that you brought that up, because my review for this was going to be... um. So the first five minutes of this movie scared the shit out of my cat. <laughs> so I, I sat down on my couch, my cat jumped right on me, and there's like... And my cat was like, her ears were straight up. She's like, what the fuck is going on? She's like, what are you watching? Uh, but she was like, she was actual scared for like five minutes. So I just muted it <laughs> until like the credits were done. And that's, I turned it on. That's it exactly what going. I did too. And I went, oh, fuck. I was like, it's still going. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it very abrasive. Thank, like, good, thank goodness for subtitles. Yeah. To, uh, to culture you here so the YouTube audience doesn't. Uh, destroy your knowledge of Japan. Yes. You could say your your neko, that's cat. Oh yeah. So my neko, my neko was uh, a very scared uh, from uh, the music. That's uh, also a Japanese accent. Uh, exactly. Not appropriation. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to. Be You're trying better. to naturalize. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to naturalize a little bit, you know. And it's uh, it's tough. It's tough. But uh, yeah, this music is in your face. It's right there. It's right and, there. And your ears. It's in your face. It's in your ears. Maybe it's even in some other places. Yeah, I found it lying around after the credits were over. Mm-hmm. Ooh. It's all over the place. Uh, so, again, this, this movie checks a lot of uh, kind of these cliches of Japanese cinema, uh, like particularly of this era. It's like miserable people, uh, peasant folk or merchants. Uh, there's civil war always happening. Uh, often, I mean, it's like, well, of course, it's it's dramatic. You want to have a little bit of conflict in it, but it's like, uh oh, these these guys are going to be roaming around. You're going to be a lot of, a lot of swords, some samurais, uh, incoherent kind of style of acting. I feel sometimes when you're watching mm-hmm. this, where it's just like, these like people are. Why are they all so bad? Why is like where are the nice people in this in this world? Like every time no. you meet like a guy, it's just like they're the they're the worst guys. Like oh no, he's gonna rape me, rob me, stab me. Um, I don't know. It's it's not everyone. Everyone's bad. Everyone came from the Jackson Brown concert, <laughs> and uh, they're like, we are gonna ruin as many people's nights as fucking possible, dumping ice on people. Yeah. Like sticking fingers and butt cracks, all sorts of bad stuff. Real bad stuff. Yeah, stealing your Bane statue. Mm-hmm. If someone ever tried to get after my Bane statue, you'd have a lawsuit on your hands, pal. 
It'd be bad. <laughs> Don't I wouldn't do anything myself. I'm not strong enough, but uh, leave I would it. definitely get the power of the law on my side. Leave it be. Leave it be. Yeah, just leave it be. So we've got Genjuro in uh, Tobe. Uh, Genjuro's a potter, and him and his I'm learning brother-in-law. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna go to the nearby town and sell some wares. Uh, mm-hmm. Tobe wants to be a samurai. That is his character depth. I guess mm-hmm. I think he's the. That's about it. That's about it. So that's about it. It's about all. <laughs> so they hit the road, uh, and then immediately he uh, Gendro is back, and he's like, "Look at the money I got." And you're like, "Huh?" He's like, "Oh, where's Tobe?" It's like, "Oh, he he followed some samurai." This was this was kind of shocking because, you know, like you, it's been five or six years or something, and so I have a vague recollection of everything that happened, but him just coming back immediately, yeah, I was lost. I I, I loved that. I loved that. It was just like he's back. There's no no need to dwell on it. He's here, and I went nice. Thank you. It's but it's strange, right? Like from like a. Yeah, yeah. It's just the way it's set up. It's like, okay, if you wanted to communicate that, you could have done that differently. You don't even need to see him leaving. You just have him coming back. It's true. Mm-hmm. So anyway, because so obviously he gets the money in hand. He's like, look at look at all this money we're going to make. This is going to be amazing. So he starts busting his ass, and this he just starts. He's going to make more and more. Uh, he's starting to put it out there to other merchants so they can take it, and he'll take a cut. And he's like, Gosh, we've got to do this. This we're making money left and right, but um, w- wars on the horizon. Skirmishes are coming, and um, what is it Shibata Katsui? Sure it is. Sure that's, it is. That was a good. That was a good one. I know. I know Shibata because that, that's also the a name of a pro wrestler that I'm quite fond of. <laughs> so I'm and, and a dog. I think there's a dog called Shibata as well. I can hear the crowd cheering his name. For the dog, right? For, For the, the dog. dog. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. So yeah, the the army comes, they they kind of break up the party, but he's like, no, I gotta I gotta keep this pottery going. <laughs> and then they and then they flee. Um mm-hmm. and they 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 do manage to make their way back to the village and they're like, Hey look, it finished. We're 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 going we're doing great here. Uh, to kind of avoid conflict, they they go get themselves a boat. They they ship out. Uh, we, we get some some sets, some good old old timey fake boat sets, and mm-hmm. uh, they come across a a man who had been attacked by pirates. Mm. Yep, damn pirates! Uh, they they lay a beating into him and tells his story, and he dies. So right they, after he drinks some of their precious water. Ah, oh, what a what a guy! <laughs> so inconsiderate. Well, water's a valuable resource. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's all I have to offer. You know, it's funny enough. That's exactly what they say on the commentary track. That's actually the only <laughs> they just, the only thing they say. <laughs> They just, no, water's valuable they, they just blurt it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it who's is. on here? Who's, who's on here? 
Uh, I think it'd be worth more than gold, Jerry. Yeah, yeah. Tony Ryan's. uh, (laughs) That's all he says on this commentary track. Yeah, well, it's like it's very. Well, there'll be some other things, I bet. Uh, that RJ will be referencing. Bill's like intermittent. Like you forgot that he was there. That's how he just right. says something. Everyone goes. Yeah, no, very RJ, uncomfortably I looking. Listened. Yeah, I know he listened to the commentary track, so I'm yeah. sure we'll hear some more. Uh, some more from that. Uh, yeah, I. I mean, that as you said, that is the only <laughs> comment. But uh, you know, it's a good one. Uh, right. So uh, seeing trouble brewing, um, Gintro's like, oh, this is too risky to bring the the wife along and my, my son. So I'm going to dump you here on the shore. <laughs> see, see you later. Lay low. Hey, <laughs> where do you take your wife when you go? You know, like for me, Andrea, if I got to go to the store or whatever, I leave her out in the Hills. Mm-hmm. I just say, listen, baby, it's too dangerous to be left at home. It's too dangerous to come with me. I'm going to leave you in the coolies a little bit. That's a creepsville thing. I say, I leave you in the coolies. I'll come get you in like two hours. Give her a Protect big, yourself. uh, Give her a big jug of water and tell her how important it is. It's a valuable resource. Why wouldn't she mm-hmm. need it? You heard yeah. about it once on the commentary track. Well, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna like try to break the wheel here. Like, if it works, don't, don't. What's that? You know, expression? Squeaky wheel gets the grease. If it ain't broke, don't fix <laughs> don't it. Don't fix it. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Something uh, like that. So Gendro makes his way back to market and. Pottery, it's 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 selling. He's he's making him and sure. him, him and uh, Toby are making money. Toby moved by how much money there is. He's like, I'm I'm gonna go buy uh, some armor because way way back when uh, I got like tossed around by real guys pretending to be samurais um, in an army, and they were like laughing at me because I had no armor. I didn't have like a weapon. I was just like a piece of shit. But now I can buy my way into some respect. And he just takes mm-hmm. off. He just takes this money. Um, what a what an asshole! Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I know dudes who do things that are similar, mm-hmm. like podcasting. Yeah, you know Tobays. Yeah, I know some Tobays. I know some bad bays, and I know some bay bays. Yeah, maybe some foot bays. There, well, yeah, I stay away from the foot bays. Just a little bit, just a little bit of the foot bays. And what are we talking about? oh, uh, well, I was just about to say, oh, yeah. So while that's going down, uh, Toby's wife, uh, Ohama, uh, she gets raped by some soldiers. Yeah. Well, yeah. it is a criterion film. Yeah. So and, and usually it seems like, uh, guests appear whenever it's yeah. like, whenever this is happens, they're like, curious. <laughs> there's a, there's a connection there, and, but and I you, won't highlight it. Yeah. Well, let, let, yeah. let the audience decide. There's a word that I could use here, but I, I'll choose not to do it yeah, at this point. Yeah. So, Genjiro is kind of like, he's on his own now, selling his goods. And then this old woman and this noble woman approach mm-hmm. him, and they're like, we, oh, we really like the cut of your jib. You should uh, run that up to the up to the mansion, <laughs> and uh, we'll... we'll We'll buy it then. He's like, okay, well, great. It's like a big order. I love money. So uh, he does just that. Mm-hmm. He and, does that. And, 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 and find and, up there, Jared. And, uh, it's, it's a nice nice layout, nice, nice uh, little pad that she's got up sure. there. And he gets sucked into, uh, well, spoilers, people, uh, a ghost succubus land. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, you don't find that out for a bit, right? It takes yeah, a while to get there. A good, yeah, a good it while takes, yeah, I mean, this is like, yeah. It's so, when rewatching this, I don't know. It's so, it's still, it was so clear in my head that that's like the goal of it. Because this movie also, its reputation for me is the, that this was a horror movie. And so mm-hmm. when I watched this in that, I was kind of like, this is definitely not a horror movie. Who said, who claimed that? Just because it has ghosts. Well, because a lot of people, and I've read this over the years about Ugetsu, they, they claim it's the forerunner to all these Japanese ghost stories, things like Kuroneko or Onibaba or, right. or Jikoku. Pulse. Uh, yeah, even the, Pulse and, mm-hmm. and Ringu. Ringu. Yeah. So before, um, yeah. So before we get six sensed, <laughs> before, so yeah. before we get the six sense, like there's a whole story of like what happened to the manor and all these people, except for her and her servant were killed that her father is like a ghost. And yeah, yep. yes. So, but so Gidro gets, gets sucked in by this. He's like, well, you know, you gotta, you gotta marry her. And you're, he's like, well, okay. And then they bang off camera, and he's like, "This is I've never Excuse known. Me? I've, I've, I've never known such pleasures." As he's in the fields, I really thought he meant the pleasure of having a companion. I didn't think there was anything sexual in nature here. Mm. Is that just me? No, no, I'm I'm with you 100. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The companionship you, is you, a powerful you, thing. You, here. you, you, uh, you, innocent, innocent people. Yeah, I don't know what uh, naked means. This, I don't like this, it though. I, I know, <laughs> but the, this this is just like team team anti sex. They don't like seeing sex in their movies. Yeah. Well, well, it's a little ominous when your Criterion DVD says Mike Lee's naked. Why is he naked? <laughs> Who's Mike Lee? <laughs> What's going on? It, yeah, I mean, I agree with you a hundred percent, Don. The other thing I'd like to emphasize is. Jared, do you think that someone who owns something like this is <laughs> into naked bodies? As he gestures to Bane off camera. You think? Mm. You think someone like this has seen a naked person? No, not no, even myself. No, not even a little bit. <laughs> never. Never nude. Never. Wear never swim nude. trunks in the shower. Oh, yeah. I, they never come off. I never. Get a little chlorine bath once in a while. I'm good. Uh, so everything's going great. Unless you're married to one of these guys, yeah. Um, so we we see the kind of vague fate of Genjiro's wife, uh, who is kind of mobbed by like three very desperate soldiers who are like mm-hmm. don't, they don't even have time to rape anymore. They're just hungry. Yeah, they they almost. They stab her more or less on accident. And it's one of those, like, blinking you miss it 1953 stabbings. Yes, it is. Because uh, they, yeah, they just want her food that she has for her child. Yeah. It's a spear stab, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Real yeah. Grim, yeah. grim stuff. Grim stuff. Um, so then we have, like, the, the B-plot of Tobey, uh, who's, like having success with um you know stealing the the head of a dead person yeah taking taking yeah. credit taking credits and so he's rising in the ranks um for his actions and you're just kind of like 
I guess this is interesting. Mm -hmm. I think so. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I was a mile omitted at this point. I was dialed in like this. Yeah, you had to turn the volume down to zero so your face was an inch from the screen. (laughs) Just right there. So, but of course he's like, uh, he's found great success and he's going to go tell his wife about it. But he's, he's going to pick us up by a a brothel and finds out she's working there. That she is. Troubling. Oh man. This is what, look, look at these, look at these men have done. I mean, do men do anything but destroy Jarrett? I don't Mm. think so. Not on my watch. So we cut back to uh, Kichiro, who uh, we, we, we meet a, a priest that I think it's actually interesting that you pretty well know he's a priest immediately, even though there's no mm-hmm. way you could really know that. Just the way it's framed and shot, there's just something that makes you go, this guy's got a little bit of stature. Seems like, he seems, yeah, like one, sure. seems like a good guy. It's, it starts on his uh, hat yes. that looks like two scrolls, mm-hmm. and, it, and it kind of pulls back, and he's, he's got the sage beard and a yeah. it's a, large walking stick. Yeah. You, you, you they know call that, that this, the teddy. Yeah, I'm sure that uh, the old teddy. If, if one had the mm-hmm. cultural capital, you would like know exactly what this was, but I think it's uh, some, some nice filmmaking or maybe just a good performance where you're just like, I know what this guy's story is. I, I get this. And then he starts talking and, and unpacks it all. We are like, Oh man, this guy's a priest. And, uh, he's going to be telling you about like, Oh, where are you staying, dude? Oh, that, that's where the ghosts are. And back then it's people were just like, Oh yeah, you got ghosts. Yeah. You got ghosted. I, you got I, the vanishing. I love that. Yeah. yeah. You got vanished and you got straw dogged on this one. I, uh, I love that. Oh shit. You're up there, dude. That's places. <laughs> I'm filled with ghosts. You didn't know? Shit. Yeah, I wish more movies had that. I was like, man, there's ghosts up there. You didn't know? And then it was like real casual. Yeah. And then guys, then we uh-huh. get we get a little bit of uh quiet donning here. Oh, we, 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 we have some of those that body that body paint that Buddhist symbols mm. to like you know to keep those ghosts out. It's like, why have you done this? Yeah, uh, we all participate in Sanskrit writing to keep Quaidon away from us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it is quite long. We don't want to deal with it. Nope, nope nobody yeah. wants anything to do with that. Getsu, no. 90 minutes. Not quite long at all. Quite short. Quite short, which is quite nice. Not to play my hand, but, you know. So we get kind of uh, an exchange. We get a, I guess kind of an exorcism <laughs> and then he wakes up uh, yeah the manor's gone and it's like oh it was it was all inside his head or was it ghosts 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 spooky and um yeah so eventually he's going to make his way back home after all this time how long was he gone days hours quite long it's it's ghosts it's ghosts what else happened there Jared? um he gets shaken down by some soldiers and he he heads back he heads back home fine it's fine it's time to find my wife um and of course he finds her and they have like a kind of a reunion 
uh, their son is there and uh, you know he's just like ready to pass out and she's kind of like left kind of watching over him and then he wakes up his son's still there uh, one of the the locals from the village shows up and they're like hey you're back oh your son's here thank goodness and then you find out oh shit his wife was a ghost <laughs> yeah he got ugetsu twice yeah he sure did in yeah. one day d- d- double six cents i mean who hasn't you know but he yep. but he he's not bruce willis everyone else is a ghost or is he or is he, maybe he's a ghost too i don't know it's true Aren't we all ghosts? Aren't we all ghosts just walking through this mortal coil? Aren't we all emotional <laughs> ghosts, Jarrett? You know what I mean? <laughs> is, I is, deep down. is water? How, what about water, RJ? Don't. It's a valuable resource. I don't know what I don't know. I don't know why it's it's comical to you boys, but water is a valuable resource. <laughs> you know, Japan is surrounded by water. It's That's not drinkable. True. All those islands. Water, water everywhere, and not a drop to drink. You ever heard of that? Yeah. You can drink boys. Japan. Mm. Wow, well, it's salt. Uh, salt is what's going to get you. <laughs> I know you sound like Steve Broyles or Steve Brule. <laughs> Sounds like you're about to, uh, about to go back into your chocolate bar speech. Oh, too many chocolate bars? Well, no, that's a whole different whole different ball game. There's too okay. much salt in that water. You can't okay. drink it. Water, water everywhere. Not a drop to drink, you guys. Not a drop. Can't even agri- it can't even cultivate with that water. It's too salty. It's true. It's too salty. Mm, pizza bite. <laughs> yeah. So what's that? What the end of the movie wraps up, and mm-hmm. uh, Toby has to use up all his money to buy yeah. his honor's wife, or his honor, his wife's honor back. And they're like, mm-hmm. man, we made some we made some mistakes along the way, didn't we, buddy? It's like, sure did. Let's get back to work. Yeah, and there's a there's a, a famous closing line where uh, one of them says, you know, maybe Ugetsu was just the friends we made along the way. That's right. Wow, wow. The ghost friends. Ghost friends. Is, is that the is that you think the first instance of this? Uh, probably, yeah. Maybe the maybe the resource was water that we made along the way. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that is a, yeah, that is how Tony Rains closes the track actually. There's a better way to put that, but uh you know what I mean. You guys got it. You guys got it. You guys got it. Okay. You guys got it. So that all being said, um yeah. my thoughts on this movie. Uh when I watched this 5 years ago, uh, it looks like I gave it three stars. I thought it was oh. fine. I thought it was just a fine movie. It's kind of like, it didn't really leave much of an impression. Um, and I, I honestly didn't really remember remember that much about it. And I knew it was coming up again. And I was like, okay, well, we'll see. We'll see how this goes. I've only actually seen one of uh, Mizuguchi's movies other than this, uh, Sancho the Bailiff. Sancho, yeah. Yes, I've seen that. And I liked that one more based on what I wrote when I watched it six years ago. Oh, uh, I think I think there was a bit more of the uh, like just the unrelenting life sucks then you die uh, vibe. Yes. Uh, this one's a little bit more, in theory, uh, more uplifting, I suppose. 
But uh, yeah, on rewatch, I feel kind of the exact same way. I am definitely, though, uh, it turns out I was looking at my letterbox friends in my network. Uh, I'm a minority view. Uh, I'm thinking that this movie is okay. Um, but we can talk about that more as I hand it off to you, gents, particularly Dylan, since this movie moved you mm-hmm. to join us to discuss it. Yeah. Um, yes. And you are... Uh, at least on your first viewing, anyway, uh, a, a big fan, a big jujitsu boy. So, Some might say. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, convince me because I don't. <laughs> this movie clearly. I mean, it's not your job to convince me, but people love it. They they're super into it. I watch this and I'm kind of like, this story is super simple, and I feel like filmmaking has come a long way from this uh, since then. And I think there's even more interesting examples in Japan in 1953. Just pulling that out of my ass. I have no evidence to support that. Out of where? Uh, that I would like. Yeah, where definitely, are citations? Where's my, where's my sources? Uh-huh. I'll, I'll, I'll work on that as you tell me, Dylan, or RJ, but Dylan, uh, we know that RJ doesn't Preferably. Like to, does not like to go first or second. Well, no. It's true. Yeah. I, I, I try not to. Yeah. He he, he yeah. can be swayed. And then if, I, if I'm male on a movie and someone else is strong on it, he'll be like, I'm somewhere in between. Right. Yeah. Wow. Always. I just I just like to when especially when people make the effort and the time to come on here because this is we are cursed by the time constraints of this, but you guys aren't. So when you guys make the time to come on here, I want you to I want you guys to go first. You guys get everything you want out there. Maybe I'll talk. Maybe not. People would probably prefer if I don't. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 you yeah. know. Th- Shut you up, D Dog. Why don't you? Uh, why don't you hit it? Tell us what you feel. D Dog. Oh, like D like D- 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 it's like a stuttering the dog. The dog. Yeah, I was I was pretty warm on this five or six years ago. I, again, I watched it on a, a YouTube rip, mm. so it was maybe two forty at the best. Um. And as, as Sam mentioned, I'm a big Mizuguchi boy. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll save that a bit, though, and give you some, some context. So, for once, the Criterion releases are good. And this has a big old book that comes with it. Because uh, this story is based off of three different short stories. Two by Ueda and... Uh, one by a French guy whose name is Guy Dumas. <laughs> wow, RJ. Uh, I have RJ? Never, I have never heard a more, <laughs> more present, accurate, and yes. beautiful French accent in my entire life. Uh, that came straight from Quebec. Yeah, so. that, Quebec City. Yeah, no, that's pretty good. I, uh, I, I applaud you. Thank you. It means a lot. So the first story is uh, The House in the Thicket. And this one basically is about a guy who tells his wife, hey, I'm off to the cow pedal. Uh, I'll be back. Wait around for me. Uh, and then uh, seven years pass because cause there's a big war. Um, and then he comes back. His wife's there. He's pretty happy. Uh, but then he got Ugetsu'd. Damn. Uh, it turns out his wife is in there. Um, and that's the first one. <laughs> and then, wow. 
Okay. <laughs> tell so tell me about the lust of the white serpent. Yeah, so so a serpent's lust is is the second one, and this is about a, a cool cat living in a small town. I like that. And you know, one day he he finds this high class lady is hanging around, and so he tries to hit it off with her, gives her his umbrella and all that, uh, and he heads over to get the umbrella back. The classic as RJ might put it, incel move. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah. All, accurate. All I can hear is like Bobby Hill, where's my umbrella? Where's my umbrella? Uh, and then, story short again, he also gets Ugetsu'd. Uh, and it's a demon wow. that needs to be exercised. And this is where that, I, I feel they dropped this point in the movie a little bit. Because a big part of this is he gets, I read this yesterday and it's already gone, but he gets uh, something, an he item. Get sued? <laughs> yeah, he gets an item from this woman and it was stolen from the shrine. And they say the same thing to uh, Genjiro when they get him at the end. He took the sword from the shrine, even though the ghost gave it to him. That's where that comes from. Anyways, the last story by Guy uh, mm-hmm. Uh It's basically Tobey's story. He wants to be a general uh, real bad. And so his wife talks to some people and he uh, becomes a general. And, and that's it. That's, that's all it. there is. So should we add to the uh, Uda? Uh, Ueda. Ueda. Akinari. Akinari. Yes. So, uh, yeah. it, I guess there's a it's a collection of n- nine supernatural tales. Ta- uh, yes. Tales of moonlight and rain. Tales of interest. <laughs> so yeah, they're they're all uh, was largely taken from traditional Japanese and Chinese ghost stories. The collection is among the most important works of Japanese fiction of the 18th century, the middle of the Edo period. Yeah, um, and if you if you noticed, uh, you very big Japanese scholars. Uh, the title of the movie is Ugetsu Managatari, which uh, means Tales of Rain and Moon. Interesting. Uh, The nine stories are based on supernatural tales of the Ming Dynasty. Not to be confused with the Mingus Dynasty. Bringing it full Uh circle. It's it's all coming together. Mm -hmm. It's all coming together. So well-scripted, this show. Wow. Hey Dylan, do you do you uh, do you speak Japanese? Because you got a pretty good accent. Uh, I or have you I, spent time? I dabble. I you dabble. Okay, okay. I just uh, you, you. I mean, I your French accents accents right. pretty. Yeah. Well, that's my Japanese one is uh, subtle. Yeah, just under the under the computer here is a book in Japanese. Ooh. So, is that go. propping up your computer so it didn't overheat? It is, yes. Interesting. Interesting. I know that trick. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. It's an old one, yeah. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. So, uh, yeah, I get, I'll, I'll go into it now. Uh, I think the, the VHS YouTube rip adds a lot to the atmosphere of the movie. And I think it does let it down watching it on a Criterion Blu-ray. Oh, no. Which is uh, which is an odd, 
odd experience. I've been there. I've been there. Yeah. That being said, I still really love this movie. I think it's very good. Um, and I think it's deceptively simple, which is something a lot of Japanese art does a lot. We all know the haiku, very simple on the surface, but can can cut you well deep. Uh, and I, <laughs> I think that's uh, that's the case with this because a lot of criticism I've read is it's a super simple story. It's basically just saying, "Oh, greed, greed, bad." <laughs> I mean, greed is greed bad. Water good, greed bad. Right. right. That's the only other comment on the track. Actually, he just says greed bad. <laughs> greed bad. Greed. Greed. It's like uh, you know, greed's bad. It ruins lives. Greed bad. Guys, greed is bad. Uh, yeah. But I think it's about a lot more actually. You, you greed uh, soon. I'm gonna use some 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 far stretches, and we'll see if you agree or not. Okay. I think. Uh, the big the big point is the price of dreams or Ambition. you don't you, you dream so big that you miss what you have and if your dreams come true you'll lose the things you really wanted like the karate kid sense. yeah exactly the uh, the great work the karate kid <laughs> um and then it's also it's got a lot of war themes in it as well, not super big, but they're they're here and there. Kind of just the effect of war on societal morality, mm. if you will. Um, and then it's got it's got ghosts in it, so <laughs> that's that's a big one. Um, yeah, I don't. It's it's tough to put in words because I I was a little let down at first rewatching this. I went this this is not this is not no um, <laughs> nah. <laughs> as as time has passed, I I've regained a bit of, a bit of love for it. Uh, I also watched on this. There's a Mizuguchi documentary done by uh, Kaneda Shindo, who. Uh, did Onibaba and Kuroneko and his actual good movie, The Naked Island. Uh, As opposed to... The, the closed island. Oh, okay. Mike, Mike Lee's The Naked Island. Gotcha, mm-hmm. gotcha. Um, but yeah, so I'll give you some info from this doc and then I'll, I'll talk some more. Yeah. If it. you can't tell, this is what I do a lot. I, I am a, a literature scholar, as they say. I break down the themes of things. I know uh, it's a little less butts and farts, but maybe we can uh, make it work. Hey, I think uh, I think people will appreciate that more than anything. <laughs> I thought you were the harpsman, but uh, yeah, you're you're the scholar. So uh, yeah. hit it, professor. Yes, sir. Uh, this is my Zoom class, Ooh. which I did have to teach one. Ugh. But uh, anyways, so apparently, I don't know how you boys probably know about nothing about Mizuguchi. Uh, I he's an old pal of mine. You know, I call him at right, home. Right, talk to him on weekends. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He's uh he's okay. Jared, I don't know if you have any other opinions of said person. 
I I know he is a Japanese filmmaker, uh, highly oh. revered, and that's about the end of it for me. Sure, sure, good yeah. input. So one of the, one of the big things people agree with as being permeating his work is this idea that women are mistreated in society, and often the actions of men or men in power will lead woman down a path of self-destruction, if you will. He makes a lot of movies about geisha and about prostitutes and this this field. Uh, but I, and you know, I don't trust directors. I think almost all directors are scumbags. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, just the, in the last week. Um, in my uh, other my real job, I guess uh, we ha- we had a, a person speaking, um, a, a Canadian man speaking about uh, geishas actually, uh, and because he's he's put together an exhibition about it, <laughs> and uh, he talks at length, and he talked about there's like the one very famous geisha that he does talk about, uh, Ichinoku, I can't remember her name, but he, he referred to her a couple times as a work of art. Mm. <laughs> She's a real work of art. And I'm always like, oh, it's like, yeah, this, think, this, this is an old man weeb. <laughs> and I think people at the, I don't want to interrupt you, RJ. That's yeah, okay. But, go, ahead. Go, ahead. go ahead. But I think people misconstrue the, the geisha as well because there were prostitutes and then there were geisha. Yeah. And, and the geisha were, were trying, trained in fine arts and their job was to entertain men, not necessarily sleep with them. Sounds like podcasting. <laughs> it, like, it is, yeah. It's specifically Criterion <laughs> podcasting. The job is to entertain men, not sleep with them. <laughs> so I, all these emails we get that we can't read on, like on air. Yeah, there's there's some interesting stuff in there. Say for only say, listen, what's the what's the dollar bill here? Send us some feet pics, and we say we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Just maybe next week. Ask again. That's, it's a, that's the Arrow Video podcast. Yeah, that's a uh, Jared and Sam side deal. So, yeah. But, Anyways, yeah. that's a uh, that's what people know Mizuguchi for. Uh, but in this documentary, it's it turns out, as one might expect, that it was more of a commercial decision because the studio told him to make movies about women because his colleague at the time made movies about men. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if uh, if there's more to it or not. I, a lot of sources say his sister was sold into uh, kind of servitude at a young age or something along those lines. So maybe he does genuinely care. Mm. At this point, I don't I don't trust directors anymore. <laughs> he probably doesn't. Which ones uh, do you trust, if any? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, I gotta think about that. I think uh, as much as you 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 like him or hate him, I think Andrei Tarkovsky was playing it straight. Ah, uh, he's definitely Russian. I think uh, Ozu was playing it straight too. He seems like just a, a cool guy. So, so there's an he's exa- definitely not Russian. There's an example of a Japanese movie from 1953 that I think is uh, better. <laughs> I think, but these Which are these are... For, oh, is Tokyo Story 53? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I would agree that it's better. 
But I mean, I think they're both held in the same regard. But I think Tokyo Story is quite a quite a lot better. <laughs> yeah, and the DVD for that it looks like shit. I have the DVD. It looks so bad. That's a that's a different thing though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, Mizuguchi apparently is considered the most Japanese director. Just his sentiments. Uh, what cont- in, in what sense? I, had, I couldn't tell you. This is what Shindo tells us. <laughs> mm. Interesting. These are just my notes. Uh, okay. yeah. He had a, a hatred for father figures. Damn. Okay. He wanted to act, but he was bad at it, so they made him the assistant director. Mm. Uh, apparently studios at the time had a bunch of glass studios. Doesn't apply to anything. I just thought it was cool. What do they mean by glass? Like literal yeah. glass? Yeah, instead of wooden floors, they had glass floors. Seems unnecessary, but okay. Yeah, it, but... I wonder if it was uh, maybe cheaper at the time to do because they were in the re- they would have been rebuilding. Yeah, and it was they were saying it was just to use natural light as opposed to having to light the scene. Mm. I don't know. Interesting. Hmm. That that it is actually. Yeah, that is actually kind of interesting. But you also have have way less control that way then, too. Mm. Potentially. I guess you could always close the glass by uh, doing it that way. Because there's certain times of the day that you would, yeah. Because during the year, your light would change as well. Interesting. Yeah, and they were were talking a lot about how, how times have changed as well. Because, you know, these days, Mizuguchi is highly regarded. He's a big boy. But they were talking about how you'd make a movie back in the 20s in seven days uh, and the cameraman would edit it and you'd release it and he's making all these kind of pulpy whatever movies. Mm. It's kind of interesting. But uh, he became a director after two years as an assistant. So maybe that's the glass. That's my point. <laughs> <laughs> they, just, they, don't, they don't care. Um, on, on the set of one of these films... Uh, here's another reason don't trust directors mm-hmm. they said uh, he loved spending time in brothels that was one of his big hobbies mm. who hasn't not me but who hasn't but uh, on the set directing one of these movies Ichijo who was a prostitute at the time literally stabbed him in the back with a knife and someone had to come finish the movie and he didn't go out in public for six months <laughs> that's kind of yeah. like us we do the same thing yeah and i, I mean I, we're I, close <laughs> i close. love how they how they framed it because in the documentary one of these interviewees goes yeah and she stabbed him in the back no she she stabbed him in the back with a knife quite literally uh, that's good yeah. uh <laughs> Uh, the Water Magician, which is from 1933, kind of marks this shift into reverence everyone has for him, where they go, oh, look at this this run, even though he's making kind of pulpy trash before. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said he was very Kubrick-esque, very hard to please, mm-hmm. very uh, perfectionist. They, there was a scene where one of the actresses was saying he had to change the button on her shirt because it didn't look good enough. I mean, Jared does the same with me. He's like, put on clothes. Stop showing me your genitals. Just 
stop. And I'm like, come on. Nitpick. <laughs> Nitpicking, you know, whatever. And then uh, kind of contradictory, the final note I took here before I got bored and turned off this three-hour documentary <laughs> was, was that uh, he tended to write scripts on, as they went along. A lot of actors were saying he'd give them the script, and then the next day he would have entirely rewritten it and then been angry at them for not knowing the lines, which is a real uh, director move, <laughs> if you ask me. Yeah, that seems a bit, you know, writing just as you go. I mean, we do this as we go, but... Well, no, this is only, heavily scripted. This is heavily scripted, but only like three people listen anyways. Right. So, and we're trying to get rid of them so that we can stop. But uh, as long as there's three, we'll keep <laughs> going, I guess, for now. Um, but yeah, as a as a actual camera movement guy mm -hmm. he's got some big techniques that are well known also uh he's known really well for long takes uh and for just immaculate camera movement mm -hmm. uh you see this if you watch 47 ronin which is about a four hour movie uh but he moves the camera like like crazy in that and it's the 50s and he's just going how's it how, how's he doing it he goes okay okay nice nice very good uh-huh um beautiful yeah, so there's your context uh i guess i can move on then uh so i think this is his best movie in my mind this is the one I like the most. Sancho Deu is really close. It's very good. Uh, and then Street of Shame, I think, is also very close. Uh, but this has ghosts. And mm -hmm. guys get Ugetsu'd in this. So, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. My thoughts are gone. RJ, uh, take it away. I'll come back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, you, you kind of laid it out pretty good there. Uh, Jared, have you said what you think about this movie? Yeah. I think it's, um, just okay. <laughs> okay. If, if not, even just like, I am, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't, I don't get the appeal. After, I mean, it's, it's a movie, but. Sure. I'll come back. I'll come Kay. back and try and convince you. Don't Kay. worry. Yeah, okay. that's good. That's good. I am very stubborn, uh, but RJ. Cool. He Take is a stubborn man. Stubborn, grumpy, and I'm not even going to lie, a little bit naked of it's, a man. Yeah, well, it's because he's been Ugetsu'd so many times. He's been a I, good, I, I, don't, I don't trust yes. anybody. I, don't, I, I assume that every movie I watch is a ghost, and <laughs> yeah. directors are ghosts and bad people. <laughs> yeah. Bad ghosts. Bad, bad ghosts. Go yeah. Not, where are the good ghosts? <clears throat> Casper. Casper. He's a friendly. He's ghost. friendly. Friendly is good, no? Well, he's friendly just to draw you in. Mm -hmm. Then what does he do? Well, then you have to meet his like the bigger ghosts. Remember, <laughs> there's like the one with he's got the little uh... the Boo Brothers. Yeah, he's got the bowler yeah. hat, and that's like scampy, like somehow relation or whatever. I think he's got little freckles, and then there's the Boo Brothers. Yeah. Mm. Which Boo Brother are you? <laughs> I like take, stinky. Take this poll to find out. 
I like Stinky Fatso is pretty good. And then what's the third one? Stretch. Stretch. Stinky Fatso and Stretch. I think those are Casper's brothers, right? I think so. Okay. So, anyways, more about Casper. Uh, <laughs> did you know the original cast? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, okay. So, other than the original uh, theatrical run, uh, this was a uh, right, first time. Right. great in theaters. Okay. The no, three. The, the, really. So the three members. Frico, Miko, and Shriko. That's what we said. Of the Boo Brothers? Yeah. Not Fatso, Stinky, and Stretch? No. (laughs) I don't know where you're getting your info, bud, but it's not accurate. First you tell me Nelson Mandela died in prison, and now you're changing the Boo Brothers names. This is just not good, you guys. Fatso, Stinky. Stinky and stretch. All right, that's it. All right, <laughs> that's it. Uh, yeah, so anyways, first time watch, and uh, as usual, I don't look into a lot of things. I don't know a lot of stuff, uh, so uh, I didn't know anything about this. I went Ugetsu, Japanese. Okay, let's go. Uh, I didn't look into it any farther than that, and uh, this thing started and. Some war-torn stuff, and uh, people are moving around, and we get uh, kind of bumbling dude. I want to be a samurai, and you go, this guy's not very good at it. No big deal. This other guy goes, I'm going to sell some pots, and you go, okay, bud, whatever you want to do. And uh, things work out a little bit, and then things get a little bit grimmer, and then you go, oh, shit, that's not good. And uh, they go, oh, yeah, we're going to uh, we're trying to run away from our village. People are invading. And you go, oh, yeah, that seems like uh, what a war torn state would be. Dudes were really worried about his kiln. And you go, maybe don't worry too much about that. Maybe get out of there. But whatever. Uh, they flee a little bit. And then you get that drop off on the lady and it says, hey, you hang low. Take care of the kid. We'll come back to get you. And, then, you know, there's a series of rapes. There's uh, some killings. <laughs> the Criterion Collection, a, con- a continuing series of important rapes in contemporary yeah. films. Exactly. Like, they, they just need a rubber stamp. And I, honest honest to God, like, every Criterion film, you either get the stamp or not. A series of rapes, stamp, or not at all. Because I honestly, at this point, I think it'd be like 50-50. A series of rapes, stamp. Or not at all. Because, I mean, even look, in the last five movies we've watched, I think three of them have had rape in them. Three out of the last five. So, And about 10% have prostitutes. About 10% have prostitutes. I feel for them, though, you know. They're just working like everyone else. So, so like, I, I get that. But there is a there is a strong presence of that. And you're kind of like, oh, it's a weird thing to, to focus on, I guess. But uh, the rapes is more problematic in my mind, you know. And it's like, ooh. A lot of sexual had, aggression here, boys. I had totally forgotten that that was in this movie. And when the I series rewatched of rapes. It, yeah, I rewatched it and I went, oh, wow. This is a Criterion film, huh? 100%. It wouldn't be if there wasn't uncomfortable sexual aggression that is unwanted. Criterion. Brand of excellence, apparently. Uh, so anyways, we got uh, all the rapes. And then... Um, yeah, we got a little boy making, or a little dude, a guy. What am I talking about? Little dude. A guy makes pots. He gets uh, courted by some kind of princess. And I was watching, and I was like, 
this guy landed it big. Good for him. He he got got. Like uh, he's like a TikTok star. He made it. Mm-hmm. He made it for his pots. And it's like they're telling him everything he wants to hear. We've never seen such beautiful pots in our life. Such cups. And this guy's like, fuck. He's like, finally, someone appreciates my craftsmanship. And I was like, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Uh, we get the samurai guy. You know, he's kind of dumb. Uh, but he lands into opportunity like a lot of people do. A lot of people, it's timing and circumstance. So uh, sometimes people get sneak in there. His life doesn't work out well. Uh, and then we get uh, the other guy. <laughs> and uh, a little bit down the road, you go, oh, wait, is a ghost. And then he, he's like, <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I didn't look into this movie at all. I didn't know she was a ghost until it was like pretty clear that she was a ghost. If you know what I mean? Like the setup to it, I was like, check what, like what gave it away. Was it when she said, I promise I'm not a ghost. <laughs> it, was, it was something, something along those lines uh, for a little bit. I was giving it credit. I was like, she just seems like an eccentric lady with a lot of money. Those people exist in the world even today. Uh, and then I can't, I don't even remember where it was. Like it was, it was pretty far in. Like when he had uh, all the stuff written on his body, I was like, I think we're dealing with the ghost here, boys. <laughs> there was no one else in the room, but I think I said that around. I was like, I think we got a ghost on our hands here. Uh, and then it's made very clear that it is haunted village ghost stuff. And I was like, ooh, I was like, that's pretty cool. Uh, I liked that a little bit more. So I was a little slow to the, a little slow to the take on that. Uh, leading up to it, I was kind of like, like, this movie's good. It's kind of grim. Uh, I mean, not even grim. I was like, there's a lot of rape in this, which I don't care for. Uh, I was like, I see what they're doing here. Um, and I did like uh, kind of what you said, Dylan, about um, it's not just greed, but it's kind of like uh, the uh, squeaky wheel thing I was talking about. You know, careful, careful what you wish for. This is a proto wishmaster. Which, uh, if people who listen to Ghoul School know, I like Wishmaster. I think that shit is real fun. So uh, it's kind of like, careful what you wish for. It's like, yeah, you are going to be rich and famous. Or not famous, but it's like, you're going to sell those pots, brother. But you're going to get taken in by a ghost. Or or you you get rich and famous and then... That's it. You, and then, you, the and then, 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 then or, or there, there is no ghosts. It's just, oh, I'm rich, and I don't, and, then, ca- and I don't care. <laughs> that, and then you, and then you director. can afford. Yeah, you'd be a director. You can afford all the water yeah, you no, want. There's no, there's no moralizing for the no. for, for us in the cheap seats. It's just, no. uh, yeah, you're just, oh, that's what it that's is. <laughs> yeah, which, which so, is, I mean, far grimmer. <laughs> which is it is grimmer. Yeah, that's a boring dystopia or uh, whatever that Reddit is. Um, but I actually, I do agree with you, Don. I actually like that a lot where it's kind of, um, it's like, yeah, people are so like driven by things that they think they want and then they, they get them and then it's just like, you didn't want this. You didn't actually want it. You didn't need it. And if anything, it's made things worse for you. And I think that's very real uh, um, because it's like, yeah, people like pursue jobs or houses or like relationships and sometimes it's like you might think you want it and in the moment you really do and then later on you go oh i didn't actually want this and that and that's a bad i mean it's life it is what it is right to it's be, life, uh, so to be a little intertextual 
Mm. Watching Naked After You Boys, there was a line from Sophie in that where she said, what they love us for at first is what they hate about us later on. I got a screenshot of that. Yeah. It's right up there with, I hope I didn't give you AIDS in terms of (laughs) screenwriting. Yeah. Uh, But that's kind of the same idea. Yeah. I was going to do a butts and dumps kind of meme post (laughs) with that on the Instagram. Uh, You know, something along those lines. But uh, yeah, that's that's a good one. So yeah, I do. uh, uh, That whole thing was to say, I do agree with you on that. Uh, My bottom line on this is, uh, I think it's good. I like it. Uh, I'm I'm in between you guys. Like I'm kind of with Jared, where it's like, uh, I don't see the total appeal for it. But at the same time, I didn't. I have no. I I've haven't been clued into this at all. I don't know if people like this or hate it. Sounds like it's well. People uh, really like. Yeah, that's what I mean. And it sounds like that. So it's like, yeah, I don't I don't think it's like that, that kind of thing. But I, I do think it's good. So uh, and I'm I'm kind of with you. Like, I really I like the points you've taken out of it. So I'm in the in between where um there were points in this where I was watching. And I was kind of like. And then there were other points. Where I was like, hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm, I'm like, you're, right you're like that lady in the meme. He's like, oh, the, the, the blonde woman. Yeah. And then, then she's like, the oh, oh. Which meme? There's too many memes. The the uh, uh, the, the fart one. <laughs> I hard to say. Hard to say. What's your favorite fart meme, Dylan? Oh Good boy, question. I don't I don't keep up with the the meme culture. It's a good uh, question, though. Much. It's an important question. How many fart memes are there? I don't know, RJ. Several. <laughs> Let's say many to several to many, several oh. to many. Oh, that's uh, a that's a tough question. I'm gonna divert it by uh, talking more about Ugetsu. Okay, yeah, we'll, hit it. We'll allow it. All right, thank you. Um, yeah, so I'll I'll try and convince Jared here with some with some textual evidence. Uh, <laughs> I like that. There's a couple of scenes in this that, that just really, really work for me. Uh, the boat scene, as you mentioned, I think is perfect. And it's, you got the, the haunting female vocals. Uh, they've filled this set with fog. You know, water is the most important resource. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they come across, it's such a, it's a dark omen. Very much... Uh, and I think they say that when they run into the guy who's been jumped by pirates. Uh, but it's just this really eerie, dark scene. And it kind of sets up the rest of the movie as having this ethereal, ghostly tone. Uh, but otherwise, I think this movie is really well directed. And there's a lot, I think a lot of other people have taken from it. There's that one scene... Oh, geez. I have so many things to say. I'm just going to stumble through them. Uh, yeah. there's, that, there's that one scene where Genjiro is at the, the cloth market. Yeah. Uh, and he kind of fantasizes, and it starts on this silhouette of his wife, and it pulls back, and she puts on, uh, on the cloth there. I think that sequence is fantastic. Uh, and equally so, I think it sets up Genjiro really well because he's already begun to be 
he's already being seduced by Lady Wakasa, but he's still thinking of his wife. He's still trying to use this ambition and greed to be better to his family, which is ultimately, that's his goal for his greed, right? And it's ultimately what he loses because of that greed. Um, and that's, that's just cool. So I, I guess my th- thinking on that though is so what is the alternative for him so so, okay so so if he doesn't make money doing his pottery thing and he just like well i'm just going like i don't know what's what's his other option he doesn't really have like a choice really other than not to sell wares and make well, he does because this is based on the short story as well. There's a right. there's a line when he says, "I'm a farmer, and just on the side I make pottery." Yeah. Right. So I'm. So he could just he could just be a farmer. <laughs> I guess, but then and then get conscripted into the army. Yes. And get killed. I don't know. I just I don't see there are any. There's no struggle there because it's kind of like, well, he just makes this choice. and He's like, oh, these aren't that bad of choices, though. These aren't unusual. I mean, probably the worst thing he does is he he leaves his wife behind literally after they right. get the, he gets the bad omen. And mm-hmm. I guess at that yes. point he should have turned around. And in theory, everything would have worked out fine. I, but right. I don't but I don't think that's in the that's kind of like this weird extrapolation because it's like, well, or he just winds up getting killed by the army because uh, war, war is horrible. So it's like, okay, so then he was dead, which I guess like depending on your uh, spiritual beliefs, uh, it's like, well, that's, it happens. Death's going to come to all of us. And you're like, okay. So I guess like everything that happens in the movie, it's like, well, it doesn't matter when it happens, but obviously there's the, um, the implications for the individual. If you, if you believe mm-hmm. in individuality um, about like how to exist and live. And by the end of the movie, it's kind of like, yeah, my wife's dead, but that's how movies go. And that, but she's got a nice little, uh, she's got a nice little gravestone. And my, my son's going to bring like a plate over to it uh, as an offering. So I don't know. I don't know. There's like, there's not enough of a, I, I want a little of a jazzier script. Maybe. <laughs> To like mm, okay. to like to hook me in more into the choices that the characters make because it just seems like because it's a short story and there is sort of an inevitability I feel to a lot of it it doesn't really grab me dramatically. Mm. Okay, I I think that is a fair point. And then something I noticed is I w- I was always really engaged. This never lost my attention, but I do think there is less drama than the version in my head had. Right. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to keep going. Uh, mm-hmm. No! <laughs> <laughs> uh, RJ kind of mentioned this already, but I think the big reason uh, he gets seduced by Lady Wakasa is not because she's noble and pretty, but because she's kind of the only person to acknowledge his skill as a potter uh as harry potter um same same book same story yeah that's what this is based on actually yeah um but i think and i'm gonna i'm gonna go big brain here i think that is a bit of a stand-in for uh, for uh mizoguchi and the director in general because not to a huge extent but to a little bit this this film is about the appreciation of art and how few people can appreciate something beautiful 
and so many people just see it as useful or everyday as opposed to really looking into the craftsmanship and, and the beauty in something mm. it's a bit of a stretch but i think i think it's there well, um, it makes sense to me and then uh camera movement wise again there's the scene where they're in the baths and uh this is i think this is a really famous shot where uh they're on the bath and the camera just kind of goes away the unmotivated camera movement as some might call it uh <laughs> some <laughs> big uh big friend martin scorsese uses it in taxi driver uh during the phone call right you think he ripped it off i think he's said many times that he he's stolen from this and then he went uh the river mm. uh, jean renoir is the river yes yeah the Jean river was the river more like wow. hacksazy <laughs> holy yeah. cow yeah this mm-hmm. isn't this isn't cinema what are you talking about? It's, it's a ride it's a roller coaster yeah, but, <laughs> but uh there's also it has a transition too because it goes off the bass and then it fades into the the uh, little park scene that's on the cover here mm-hmm. uh and it's great it's it's great camera moment. Very good. Um, I'm all over the place. <laughs> That's good. Welcome to the Criterion Creeps, as we've said before. I can see the, the, the mind rot spilling out of my ears. <laughs> hey, that's better than butt rot, let me tell you. Um, yeah, I don't know. I... <laughs> you guys know what I mean? You know about butt rot, Jarrett? <laughs> I know I don't want it. You don't want that. You don't want that. A lot of people have asked me, is it R-O-T rot or is it W-R-A-U-G-H-T rot? Very different. Second. Both both very serious. But yeah, anyways, continue. <laughs> uh, but then Tobe kind of goes on a very similar path because we learn his aspirations to be a samurai and to have wealth are also to please Ohama, his wife. Uh, and then that kind of backfires on him. Uh, so it all kind of comes full circle here. It's got a big Mizuguchi idea of men and their ambition have societally oppressed women, I guess. Uh, Good or bad? No comment. Okay. Uh, <laughs> That's the right answer. <laughs> if you know Sam and Robert already know where I live, it's probably best if I just don't comment. Some of them might even be there right now, and uh, I mean, I, I don't want to scare you, but watch out. I, watch out. I will keep my eyes peeled. Yeah, you know, I I'm, all, I'm already weary to not get ugetsued. It's mm-hmm. happened a couple of times in the past. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why I like this this movie. Is because uh, I relate. I wake up in the morning and uh, everyone's just a ghost. Well, who isn't a ghost, metaphorically? Right, right. It's a metaphor. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's all a metaphor for the metaphysical ghosts inside of all of us. Oh, okay. You see what I mean? I think I, I think I can get behind that. Yeah. yeah. I don't it's know. I, I, I don't have. Uh, I don't have too many other thoughts. It's. I'll read the. Hold on. What does the back of the box say here? 
farts for everyone. Oh. I, I love these because they're always they're uh, yeah moving between the terrestrial and the otherworldly. Ugetsu reveals essential truths about the rages of war, ravages of war, the plight of woman, and the pride of men. I think they missed the big uh, theme of this movie, but that's fine. Uh, those ones are there too. I'm always talking about the plight. <laughs> and I, RJ, I'm, I'm very glad of your letterbox review now. What are you talking about? He updated it. He did. That's been that's been it since day one, bud. <laughs> since better, day one. Uh, better check out what's going on uh, here. Just stay updated. <laughs> oh yeah, very very active on the letterbox. You know what's crazy? I uh, I encountered and I don't want to say where. Nothing suspect, but I encountered a teenager who casually dropped a letterbox, and I went, Oh. I went, you're on letterbox. And, uh, like, not in, like, a weird judgmental way. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, you use Letterboxd? And they're like, yeah, are you on it? And I was like, nope. <laughs> nope. Not at all. And they're like, how do you know what it is? I was like, I heard about it from a friend. I am not on there. And they're like, can we search you? And I was like, nope. Oh. Not at all. I said, I used a fake name. Don't even try. Don't even try. <laughs> I'm not on there. But if I were, I used a fake name. I used a fake name. Yeah. <clears throat> Which is what we should have done from day one. But, you know, yeah. whatever. Well, you've made you've made big mistakes. That's fine. Yeah. Doing the podcast in general is the biggest, but uh, yeah, that is the mistake. Uh, well, there is a uh, there is a Sarah Baylog. I don't know her. Baylog apparently in Hungarian is as common as like Smith, mm-hmm. like as a last name. So it's a it's apparently a, a pretty common Hungarian last name. I don't, know, I don't know. I've never been there. I don't know. But you've been hungry. Well, hunger uh, is a valuable resource. Yeah. yeah. Hungry. See what I'm saying? <laughs> I hear I hear you. I hear you. Um, do you guys want to hear about who who hates? Yeah, why not? I, I would. Uh, for, like of, of course you would. Uh, I see a friend here. I see a, a fellow that crops up a lot. Oh, did, oh, that wasn't there when I looked up. Oh, there it is now. I see that uh, it's been liked. By RJ. Well, I thought it was Gary. Uh, fitting for honorary Gary. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gary Collection, one star. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Finally, mm-hmm. away from the goddamn French and the repulsive British, feudal Japan. What can go wrong? Well, John in charge a lot. Instead of a great story of the noble and courageous Japanese, we get a story with, wait for it, rape. Also okay, leaving. But it, it's it's literally one scene. It is one. I scene. totally forgot it was in this, guys. It's not that big. Well. Of a <laughs> also leaving what? wives and kids, turning wives into horrors, banging ghosts, and just being bad dudes. Can we ever get another win in this collection? The Life Aquatic seems so long ago. Hashtag Dunk Boys Unite. Hashtag Creep This. Hashtag Screw You, John Criterion. I'm on board with the Dunk Boys. I think that's something we should really try. No, it's growing. That list is growing, though. Do you think? Uh, do you think this Gary is dysentery Gary from the famous Blink One Eighty Two song? I love that song. It's real good, real good. It's all Jerry. It's all about like you know how, you know how like dating girls is tough, Jarrett. Yeah. 
And it's like, what if you didn't have to? What if they pick? What if they pick the wrong guy? And it's a guy right. who knows Life that. just sucks. Life just sucks. You know, dysentery hmm. and Gary. Girls are girls it's, are tough, it's, bud. It's kind of like Ugetsu, actually. It's kind of the same it thing. It is. Those boys got Ugetsu'd. Rich, pure oh. doom. Okay. One Ooh. star review. This is actually the second time I sat through this. For as much praise as Mizuguchi gets for his craftsmanship, it only tr- it only truly impressed me in the story of the last uh, Crystal Thithum? Thithum? Chrysanthemum? Chrysanthemum? Chrysanthemum. The flower. Yeah. Yes. His skill with crafting a compelling narrative or memorable character is absolutely dreadful. His characters are just pawns for his misery scenarios. You never learn anything about them outside of what is happening to them. And because of this, his films are essentially torture poor. I will vaguely agree with this in saying, especially this one is a moral tale. And so the characters are much more archetypes or stand-ins. They are not fleshed out characters yeah. you are correct mm. but there's also a reason that they suffer in this way i mean maybe all i know sorry go ahead you're good <laughs> we didn't talk about it too much uh but the ending of this is pretty hopeful you get kind of an uplifting narration that oh you know he learned his lesson but maybe a little too late he's back <laughs> to the the man he should be if you will uh, it's the way she goes, you know. Way of the road. Sometimes she goes. Sometimes she as, doesn't go, Jerry. As Frank Sinatra said, that's life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what else is life? Rich Pierre Doom. Here's a, a, someone from Arizona. Jerry. I see that. Uh, I watch all kinds of films, any genre, any time period. This is a no-bullshit account of what I see. <laughs> so, Jared, I don't know if you know this, but they watch movies. They got Donna the Dead up there. They do. They have a lot of favorite films, but here's some half-star films. La Strada, mm-hmm. Taste of Cherry, mm. Amarcord, mm. Flowers of St. Francis. Uh, I mean, there's other stuff in there, too, but, you know, kind of. Uh, I mean, I don't think any of those movies are half-star films. That's a little tough. It's a little rough. A little tough and rough. J.M. Hushur, one star. Christ, I'm definitely in a minority here, possibly of one, but I couldn't even make it through more than an hour of this meandering, wildly uninteresting film. I'll never be able to argue against the chronic fawners who consistently place this on the list of the best films ever made, so I won't bother. What they saw here of merit is beyond me, so maybe the burden of proof is on fans of the film. What I experienced was an excruciatingly dull and plodding story, Little to no events of worth, a lot of hard pan scrabbling around in medieval Japan to no purpose, no emotional investment in any of the fools involved, and a wane, flaccid supernatural element that arrives far too late to amend what came before. Flaccid? Flaccid. You know what I think is flaccid? J.M. Hoosier. Yeah, they've just, uh, they've given our good friend, Denis Veneux, and his uh, great film, as they say, Arrival, five whole stars oh, on a rewatch. Oh. Here, here's another one. This, 
this person said they couldn't get through an hour, but you know what they gave five stars to? What? Quiet on. Oh. <laughs> they also gave five stars to Redbeard, which is like <laughs> another pretty boring Japanese movie. Like Quiet on and Redbeard are way, way more boring than this thing is. They have starred Silo and uh, Legend. Legend's not half star. Legend's cool. Tim Curry's cool in that movie. It's kind of boring, but uh, Tim Curry is cool. So you know, what are you, what are you gonna do? Uh, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, maybe those five stars for a rival are all for uh, Jeremy Renner. There's a lot of Ren heads so. out there. Some Ren a lot of Ren. Boys. Oh yeah. You, you want to make a baby? Excuse me. This is my favorite Jeremy Renner line from Arrival. No. Top 10 quotes from Arrival. You, from, from a Denny Villeneuve movie. You want to make a baby? I, I could be paraphrasing think, there, but man, oh, man. I don't think that had the intent uh, that it was supposed to for me. I'm going to flat out say no. I think my favorite uh, Villeneuve quote would be from uh, 2049, where Ryan Gosling goes, <laughs> It's a pretty good one. Real good. Real good. Uh, one more. Red Master. One star. Ooh. There will be blood for weebs. <laughs> I don't mind that. That's okay. <laughs> I mean, some of their one of their favorite films is Batman v Superman. That's pretty cool. Nice. But they also got the Irishman. Well, they like hands. Uh, they're they're big into hands, especially hand-based posters of things. Uh, what do we got in half stars here? Uh, Marvel stuff. A lot of uh, Noah Bomback movies. They've given half a star. Yeah, half star Marriage Story. Yeah. Kind and of a half, bold option. Half stars to every S. Craig Zoller film, which that seems like a hit on on their part. They they just don't like his politics, which is like yes, I agree. But I like his movies, though. You know what I mean? Half star to Goodfellas. Half star to Clockwork Orange. Oof. Half star to Django. Half star to Scott Pilgrim. Half star to Interstellar. What are you? What are you? What are you doing here? Uh, Red Master. Half star to Darjeeling and Pulp Fiction. Half star to Green Book. Jarrett's confirmed favorite film. <laughs> very, dis- very strange. Academy thing Award there. winner Green Book. What else is there to say? And won an award. Awards mean everything. I, I don't like Nazis, okay? Leave me alone. So you love Green Book? There's no Nazis in Green Book. Not really. Oh, I thought you were talking about Green Room. Green Book. Yeah. Your favorite film. Oh. Not, a, not the one with Picard. Oh. The one with this. The one where they eat all the hot dogs, remember? Remember when Vico eats all the hot dogs? It's all coming back to me. Remember the hot dogs? That's right. Oh. I got some uh, final thoughts for you boys. Ooh. It just just came back to me. So uh, Ugetsu is really renowned. Uh, I think BFI's Sight and Sound poll, the latest one, pushes it at 53 or maybe something like that it's really high up there 53 points out of 10 (laughs) 53 out of best movies ever according to a bunch of people you shouldn't listen to best movies ever is uh (laughs) 
Sister Act on that list, or uh, is it a, is it a, is it a real sister, list? I should say. Sister Act Two is actually the third film on there. Okay, so it's a real list. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's legit. Yeah. Uh, your your favorite boy Andre Tarkovsky. I know threw this in his uh, top ten because he would. Uh, so yeah, people people like this. I like this. Yeah, big fan. Nice, nice, nice. And, and nothing, it's good to see. Uh, good to see RG. You know, got something out of it. Who me? Yeah. Well, water. <laughs> What else is there to say? He's, he's very thirsty. Who's not thirsty? Look, you see this, Jared? You know what this is? It's a valuable it's, resource. Well, can, you, can you ever not drink water? We're always thirsty. It's greasy. Oh, sir. Our, our bodies are made out of water, so like... That's a, that's a greasy vase. And that is a greasy that vase. I have a nephew who's 18, and one time he, he had a buddy... At like a family thing or whatever, and he's like, "I don't drink water, can't drink it. Uh, I'll drink uh, if I'll drink if I drink, I'll throw up." And I was like, "Shut!" The f-. I was like, "Shut up!" I was uh, like, "You you need water to live." He's like, "I can't drink it. I'll throw up." And I was like, "I don't care, dude." I was like, "You're not impressing anybody. Get out of here." One of my old chiropractors uh, never drank water. Uh, she would only drink orange juice. That sounds like a chiropractor. Yeah. Well, there's oranges in it. There's water in it. It's fine, you know. Yeah. It tastes better. It's like people, it's like, well, there's water in pop. And he's like, there was water in pop. It's not water anymore. Water's so good. What's wrong with these fuckers? People don't drink water. People just drink sodas. Some. some. Yeah, some people. some people. I got I got my water. How do you think I did such a tremendous Bane impression? <laughs> From water? Yeah, you gotta hydrate. This. No one can see that at home, but it was no. it was hilarious. Clearly, we all we all laughed. Everybody had a good time. Everybody. Can we get a uh, the shadows betray you because they belong to me, Dylan? Uh, all right, hold on. No. <laughs> <laughs> After the break, uh, we're going to wish that Bane. Who gets to ourselves? (laughs) I I liked it. It was pretty good. Bane is a ghost. That's Ghost Bane? Ghost Bane. Never fight. You can't 
So RJ. Yeah. <laughs> um. You wanna watch any sex scenes after this? No. No. Dylan? You gonna film any? No. Uh, I no. Think I'm good. I did my fill rate for the week. Oh, good lord. Until, until next time, though, on the you guys, Criterion You collection. guys, just so everyone knows, consent can exist. Don't believe Criterion movies. Not only it, can it, but it should. It does. Yeah. It, it can, it should. But I, we got to mention, Jared, cosplay doesn't equal consent. That's true. And you got to know that up front, okay, buddy? Don't make that mistake, guys. Anyone listening out there, cosplay is not consent, okay? Don't fall into the trap. Uh, we've fallen into many times. You can email us at Criterion Creeps um, and express your disgust about anything. Or your, or, or your approval of wanting more uh, Dylan Bain. Um, we've got a Facebook page. We're on Instagram. We're on Letterboxd. I'm Jared Duncan. He's Barnloaf Porn. Uh, and, and Dylan, what are you? I don't know. I think I'm just Dylan Flew. That's it, huh? I have no idea. Where does it tell me this? Should have used a <laughs> fake name, buddy. No. I know. Oh, wait. Hold on. I, I think I think you're protected because a lot of people don't spell Dylan uh, the same way. I've learned. That's true. Mine is Welsh. I've defeated them. Plus, your last name's got the U with the dots, so it's like true. Uh, well, that's not. hard hard to put in. No. Yeah. Do you got anything to plug and promote, Dylan? Uh, Other than just life in general, water don't, potentially. Don't ever look me up. Uh, yeah, that's how I, I'll promote. Cat. Don't look him up on Letterboxd. You'll find bad things. Don't look me up anywhere. No, I agree. We're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play. We've got a YouTube page. We've got Patreon, where you porn. too could join us in, in Dylan's seat in the Pornhub. <laughs> he loves he loves sex. <laughs> and Bane. <laughs> Next week, Kate. We're it's just RJ and I, and. We're beginning our delve into the Re- Rebel Samurai 60s Swordplay Classics box set. Oof. No, we're not. No, we're not. Spines 310 and 311, Masaki Kobayashi's Samurai Rebellion from 1967, and Hideo Gosha's Sword of the Beast from 1965. Oh, I'll, I'll catch up with some Kobayashi with you guys. There you go. Even after quite long. I, I've, heard, I've heard good things about the Samurai Rebellion. Uh, people have heard good things about this podcast. Mm, have they though? <laughs> you were big uh, Harakiri boys. You enjoyed that. Uh, yeah, and then it's like I think we get a week off after that, RJ. And and, and, and then and I think it's I think Ghoul School or something. I think potentially. And then it'll be yeah. This is this this box is going to take us uh, several weeks to uh, finish up, and then more Ghoul School, and then mm-hmm. and then we'll be back on track. Yeah, and a break month for you to watch it. I think you should leave. Yeah, something like that. It's gonna be great. Yeah, Stop. watch all of Starship, Star Trek Enterprise. Yeah. Oh yeah, RJ. And Scott Dracula. I'm I'm pretty close actually. I'm uh, I'm I'm honestly I'm uh, starting the last season of Millennium, so I'm actually pretty close. <laughs> I'm close. But yeah, we haven't even finished Voyager, and I'm already almost done an entire another series. He's Will gone. we ever make it home? 
<laughs> Will they ever make it home? Tune in next week, right before ghoul school. Mm-hmm. Will he make it home? No one knows. Well, thanks for joining us, Dylan. Hopefully, mm-hmm. yes. hopefully you don't regret your decisions. Yeah, well, Surely. it's too late for that. You know, my, my dreams led mm-hmm. to uh, me discover that I lost what I really wanted. Mm-hmm. As do all who never watch Christian again. Yeah. Yeah. Never Sad. again. Sad. Just pour, uh, pour one out on Criterion's grave. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll pour one jar. out right now on the Skype for us. Fuck you, there John you Criterion. Go. Fuck you. Uh huh. Uh huh.